Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Come on to the Rock Show. Come on to the People's Show. Come on to the Premier Show. Smackdown. The 21st of December in the year of our Lord, 2000. Eminem featuring Dido, Stan is number one in the charts. Whoa, that's a deep cut. Took years for me to realize when people said, oh, I'm a stand for BTS, I'm a stand for, I don't know, WCPW or whatever. That meant that. Yeah. I'm I'm a stand. I was like, how's that turn term turned into that? It's when there was something, something to do with Eminem a couple of years ago. Then people were kicking off and people were saying, they were, people were saying, we stand Eminem, completely unaware that the, the, the joke has now come full circle. That's so weird. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's where the sound comes from. Like, that's what you got from the song. So, And also the connotations of that are pretty are pretty ropey. Like, we stand yeah. this. What, you're a, a mental fan yeah. for this. Like, you will literally die for this. Yeah. Like, mm. And some of them are like that. It's true. <laughs> and we thank them very much for watching the podcast on Patreon. It's a great version of that song after it came out at one of the music award shows. Uh, Dido wasn't there. Elton John was. That's right. And Elton and Eminem sang it. That's right. It's like when uh, an athlete says something racial expletive and they're like, here's my black friend. It's a you bit. Know? It's a bit that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit that's get Elton in. Elton John. Uh, Meet the Parents is number one in the UK box office. His name was Gaylord Fucker. That's the joke. And they had the surname. Sorry, the sequel was called Meet the Fockers. And they were only allowed to call it that if they could find someone in America with the surname Fokker. They found someone whose legit name was Fokker. It's like, see, it's a name. It's like, wow, all right. They have to rename it like Acclaim and Shadow Man 2 or whatever. What does Shadow Man get renamed to? Oh, no, no, no. Like that thing if you change your name to Shadow Man. Oh. No, change it. No, put Shadow Man advertising on the gravestones and change your name to Turok. Okay. That was it. <laughs> Acclaim, no longer around. Meet the Turoks. Meet the Turoks, yes. Hi. Hi, I'm Turok. <laughs> oh, Turok. So he shouts when he dies. Turok could have been great. It, yeah, a bit foggy. 17 December, Can We Fix It? A song by children's BBC animated character Bob the Builder tops the UK singles chart, yes. becoming this year's Christmas number one. It's around this time that the chart started to become bollocks. And I'm happy for it. They've, they've always been a bit... Bu- There's always been that one little crazy... But like in 93, everyone's like, yay, Take That are going to win. We love Take That. 
And everyone went, F, take that. And Mr. Blobby was number one. Mm. Some people he bought was. it because they were Blobby fans. Some people bought it because they were no Ledman's House Party fans. And some people bought it because they couldn't stand Take That. It was done as a little dig at the Take That lads. A take to that. Stop them from reaching to take up. that. <laughs> Amazing. So Bob the Builder's number one in the UK. That's done ever. Forever, basically. Sorry. 18th December, the British Film Institute, the BFI, publishes its list of the 100 greatest British TV programmes of the 20th century, compiled by a poll of industry professionals. 40 Towers tops the list followed by Doctor Who and Kathy Come Home. What's Kathy Come yeah, Home? I'm going to look up Kathy Come Home. <laughs> that's a reference that's so old and out there, not even we understand it. Kathy Come Home. from 19, It's a movie from 1966. British woman faces a downward social climb thanks to her country's rigid and problem-ridden problem welfare system. Uh, oh. No doubt you a remake. Oh. Um, Kathy signs on. <laughs> and Kathy log back in. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what they're referring to. Oh, okay, cool. Kathy come home is that apparently? But Forty Towers being in the list, I'm not surprised. I, yeah. What I love is that Forty Towers is is so revered as a classic bit of British television. They only made twelve episodes. I didn't see it last season, but the good place has a, a little bit where the British character is like, oh, my God, you must see it. It's, it's one of our country's finest exports. It ran for 30 years and there's 15 episodes. <laughs> and that's something that keeps on popping up online because, yeah, we go, yeah, The Office, very revered, the original series, there was a tw or 12 episodes. 12 episodes, and, and that was how Ricky Gervais wanted it. Ricky Gervais yeah. always wanted it, so, like... It was like it six ended. seasons and a Christmas special done. He was the same with extras. He was like two seasons and a Christmas special done. Park yeah. it. And I like I like the commitment to the art for that. It just goes. So we need two seasons, Christmas special done. And I'm pretty sure it'll be similar with um, his new one on uh, uh, after you after life. I'm sure it is. Two uh, seasons, Christmas kind of stand the bloke nowadays. I'm oh, sure. His, I'm sure his work will be fine. His films, well, whatever, mm. but. Hey, to each his own. Hey, he's got look. He's got the office and extras. Yes, exactly. He's one. done all right. He's yeah, done yeah. all right. And the other thing I was going to say is yes, the one that borrowed because I thought it was a joke. And then you see Vicar of Dibley. And you go. There must be loads of episodes of that. It's on UK TV Gold all the bloody time. Yeah. Yeah. There's like 16 episodes of that. Wow. And I went. No. No. This is this is that bloody. Um, What's that thing where everyone mass remembers something? Uh, Mandela. Nelson, this is the Nelson, Nelson Mandela house. <laughs> this is the Nelson Mandela house party effect. Exactly. <laughs> this is bollocks. I'm 16 episodes. But that's week. why, I think that's why it's so quotable. Because yeah. you only had 16 episodes to consume. Mm. So you're, gonna, you're easily going to quote it. Yeah. Uh, Channel 5's 12-part series, X-Rated, which includes reviews of porno films, is criticized as unacceptable. By unacceptable! I wasn't the only person who thought that. <laughs> By the Independent TV Commission, after it showed clips of an R18 film that can only be bought from specialist suppliers. Do you know what the R18 rating in this country? Uh, really 18. Yeah, really, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> really 18, stop it. Yeah, obviously there's 15, there's 18. It's obviously 18 meter people. R18 means, no, this is porn. You can only buy it from porn This shops. is very aggressive this porn. Is, this, yeah. <laughs> no, no, like... <laughs> very no. aggressive porn. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Aggressive porn. Alan Sugar, chairman of Tottenham Hotspur since Made some aggressive porn. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> John! Don't no, John. Oh God, no, Don't no, no, no. John, you'll get kicked off Twitter. <laughs> Announces his decision to sell the club. Meanwhile, Division 1 leaders Fulham are rumoured to be making an £8 million bid to Barcelona. 
Liverpool former Arsenal midfielder Emmanuel Petit. It's very short. Uh, yes, people have been aplomb on social media these last few weeks. Uh, Newcastle United supporters going, finally, mm. the worst manager of all time. And a lot of other football clubs have gone, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Sorry, pal. Uh, you know, And one of the people that come up has been Alan Sugar's run with Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, there has been. So I'm glad that Newcastle United ousted uh, Mike Ashley. You know, mm. ethically, you know, he'd, he'd get drunk and take his shirt off. I'm glad that the club is in the hands of, of, of a Saudi consortium now and the, the ethical standards can rise. Be sure to check out Crown Jewel next week. <laughs> I get why Newcastle fans are happy. I'm not going to yeah. be that guy. I get why Newcastle United fans are happy. Like This is a, like a proper turning point for the club. And you know, it's also a big turning point for, for Newcastle as a city as a whole. So like, the, like even non-football fans will benefit from a decision like this. Yeah, someone said it was funny. Yeah, but what if they gentrified Newcastle and went, yes, as opposed to now. <laughs> God forbid that happened. What would it look like? <laughs> Only one Greg's in Newcastle. What? What? Get yeah. out. I, that would be it, actually. The old... <laughs> it's too many Greg's. What's that? We, it's too many Greg's. We need to sort that. Says the... <laughs> Ashley in. <laughs> Ashley <back>. in. <laughs> and the big game release is Fantasy Star Online. Ah. In Japan. Uh, you know... Online gaming, MMORPGs, woohoo! It, Two thousand, uh, maybe not. Get your Dream Arena out for the lads. You'd be all right. Get your Dream Key out. Wait, hang on. We've got a Dreamcast here. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> I love that. It's a noisy machine. But that was what was happening to set the scene. <laughs> we spent In wonderful we've, world of reality. We spent eight minutes setting yeah, no, the right, scene. <laughs> A long cold open this week. What, 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 or what was happening in the wonderful world of wrestling? Well, the answer, the answers, to these questions, and more can only be answered here, right here, in the Cultaholic Classic SmackDown review with the dulcet tones of myself, Matthew, and his lovely companion in time, Tom Campbell. I've been wearing jumpers and cardigans this week. It's freezing. It's great. I'm so happy. When I, I mentioned this on the Classic Nitro review with Sam. I'm so proud of it. I'm going to mention it again here. I wore a cardigan to my radio job on Wednesday, and I was told by one of the presenters, a lady by the name of Anna Foster, who is, who is, a, who is a feisty madam, uh, that <laughs> I was not only very attractive, but I looked like Pierce Brosnan in that Eurovision parody. <laughs> I will take that. I will take that. Somewhere <laughs> in the depths, <laughs> near the bottom of the ocean, there is a compliment. <laughs> hey, he looks great in that. Like, that's the kind of look I want when I'm sort of hitting me stride in my 50s. Like, I want to age the look as we go now. Like, I want to grey out the beard. I want to maybe grow the hair and maybe have it back a little bit. I want to wear more cardigans. I want to sit on a porch and listen to vinyl and smoke hemp mm. <laughs> that's you know, my plans with, with that the textured jumper in mm. your beard you give me strong fisherman vibes I, i'm fine with it yeah i'm fine with it don't look your age age your look that's what i'm doing oh, i no. want i want to be it's a horrible fisherman. <laughs> well tom jones did it and he looks great see it's great isn't it that the media is run by old white men because when we turn to old white men all we get is cougars silver foxes Dad bod. Mm-hmm. Women, as soon as you hit 25, 
That's it. <laughs> it's it's cruel. It's wrong. Oh, it's wrong. It's, it's so, so cruel. wrong. I shouldn't be. I like. I shouldn't look like this and be and, and be a sex icon for anybody. I shouldn't. Like <laughs> dad bod, beard, a haggy jumper. Oh, he's like a fisherman, like Piers. Bro- no, no, it's not fair. Should be the same rules. If I don't look like Henry Cavill, then I shouldn't <laughs> be complimented. That's how it should yeah. work. It's wrong. That's what Tom says. What Tom means is, ha, 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 a little bit. Speaking of which, what a lovely haircut Matthew Greg's now got. Oh, thank you. Look it's uh, my long hair. If you're, if you're paying for us on the Patreon, oh. you get to see it. And if you're not, you don't. Well, we'll, get the, well, we'll press 888 in the corner. <laughs> Matthew's hair is no longer down to his shoulders. What made you finally decide to get the haircut? Because you were going to keep on going. I was going because... Nothing else had happened in my life since lockdown. And I realized that I am, a part of me is still stuck in this mentality of I can't see anybody, I can't do anything. Because one thing, I'm working a lot. But the other thing is, I think because I hadn't, I'd looked at myself in the mirror and go, well, yeah, you look like that because of lockdown, right? Some people give you some compliments, but you're not really doing anything with it. And I think that's part of me trying to get out of that. It's amazing because it only takes two weeks to build a, build a habit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to. I'm still trying to fight out of it. Going, no, you you can go outside. You can yeah. you can enjoy the splendors of Newcastle upon Tyne before the Saudis take it over and you know <laughs> turn everything into hotel. Oh wait, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, turn sorry. Someone's already been to it. Hotel. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think Palmy needed to go. No, no. Do do something to change yourself. Yeah, and so that help you. And it's helping. Um, the thirsty DMs I've received. Uh, <laughs> they've helped wonderful I know it's on the podcast now so people have seen it so I'll get even maybe I'll get some more but yeah. no the ones I've received have been enough so I was like oh, okay great so that so nice it's a, it's a haircut to help out nice <laughs> cut out to help out I think yeah. but, it, but that's interesting what you say like it's a, f- a few people are in that situation where we are even though now everything is open like it's a bit mentally a bit crushing. Do you find yourself often going, oh, I'd like to go there. Oh, wait, I can now. It's realizing now how big the effect of doing that for so long was. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people like the same. I mean, I'm hoping. Now I'll go out and you ask one time and see how many people are out. I'm like, okay, good. You know, part of me is like, oh, it's a pain. It was a nice one with no one here. It was easy to get around. There is a bit of that. But now I'm like, no, good. This is what it's supposed to be like. I'm mm. supposed to be out and about and doing things. But yeah. So I hope people are, people are powering through it as well. We had a conversation uh, last last night because um, fun bit of admin from my life. Um, the dishwasher's being repaired on Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> I said it'd be fun. And um, <clears throat> I was asking Alex, oh, what are you working pattern? She says, oh, I don't know. I think I'm going in. I think I need, I'm needed in Wednesday. I'll let you know. And I said, well, if not, I'll need to sort of work something out with work, whether I work from home that day, whatever, to make sure that someone's here for the dishwasher man. And you know, Alex said, hey, maybe if I'm off, just 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 come home anyway. And it can be like lockdown again. I was like, why would we want to why would we want to wish that on ourselves no. again? Like, no, I mean, it, we had I mean, we did we you know, we made the best of the situation. But I don't want to go back to it. I don't want to go back to it. You know, the sad thing would be if it was like, okay, cool. We like, it it kicks up again. We need the booster and whatever. (laughs) I'd be like, COVID two, the night this time is personal. COVID nine at this point. (laughs) Um, I'd be, I'd, I'd be all right. Not like, all right, but I'd be able to adapt. You think you'd be more mentally prepared for it? Yeah. But again, not in a, oh, COVID time. It's like, 
Eight yeah, hours. you'd be a bit more, a bit more like. Can we know what we need to do? Prepared mm. to what now? What we're doing now, which is you know going out yeah. and being normal again, which is well, it's got a bit deep, but yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. So sense. There we go. Haircut, good. Yay, nice. And that's good. Wow. Strong haircut. Strong part, look. Part of trying to look like Will Graham from Hannibal. Good shout. Still know the name of the actor, but it's Will Graham forever. <laughs> I like that. It's a good shout. That yeah. is. Uh, in the, should we should we do some SmackDown review stuff? I think we should. Yeah. Before we get to the wrestling episode of SmackDown, we like to ask Tom, Tom, can you read some Dave Meltzer, <laughs> Dave Meltzer notes to set the scene, please? Oh, I certainly can. There's been a lot going on this week. Um, some stuff happening in WCW. Uh, they had Starcade the other day. Starcade 2000. I like that. The last like, Starcade. It's almost like with Father Ted, the little quote he does when we bring up WCW, was like, oh... Those w- <laughs> WCW people always up to trouble. Always up to trouble. Oh, mate, there's a lot of trouble this week. Go on. Um, so this is the last arc. They, they've just had the last arcade under yeah. WCW. We didn't know that at the time because, you know, as with most things in life, you never know when you've done the last of something. Yeah. That's worrying that, isn't it? You think about, like, projects and stuff you've done and, and times you've met up with people and you've gone, that's the last time I saw them. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and you don't think when you when you part ways or whatever, you go, that's the last time, and it is. That's deep. Let's carry on. Uh, Star K2000 took place on the Sunday before this episode of SmackDown. Uh, mixed bag of a card. Uh, see if you can guess the stars. Uh, three count, uh, winning a three-way ladder match over Young Dragons and Jamie Noble and Evan Courageous. Oh, I think that was about four stars. Four stars yeah, for Dave. Go. Dave loved it. What yeah. way to start. Uh, Lance Storm beat the cat Ernest Miller in seven minutes and 24 sevens with Jim Duggan getting involved to help the win. Um, two stars. One and three quarters. Oh, he weren't too get. far off. Uh, he was... Uh, Jim Duggan basically joined Team Canada reluctantly. And... Uh, oh, now we're at the, the Jim Duggan heel turn. Yeah, bro. We've never turned Jim Duggan heel, bro. We're going to turn him heel, bro. Just because we haven't done it before, you know. Yeah, this insane streak of what? He joined WWF in late 80s. Went to late eighties, feud with Andre, then got fired by and she came back, and then came back and was just face for decades. And then he had this very, very brief heel run, and was just face again for the rest of his life. He's Jim Duggan. He's Jim Duggan. And this is the story he tells: is he shaved his beard, wore normal clothes, went into wherever they were at in WCW, and no one knew who he was until he opened his mouth. Oh man, because he just looks. He looks so weird without the beard. Yeah. So weird without the beard, but he did it. We didn't need him to turn heel. Did not need him to turn heel. Bro. You know, like eating peanut butter off a public toilet. We've never done it before, but it doesn't mean it has Oof. to be done. Oof, Tom. That's a deep cut off the top of my head. That was. I don't know why that was sat on top of my head. Tom. Terry. <laughs> the look I'm getting here. Like I'm just eating peanut butter off the toilet in public. Toilet. What, you've not heard that expression before, Matthew? <laughs> you never heard the phrase. Hey, it's like eating peanut butter off a public toilet. Bro, I've got an idea yeah. for dinner. Bro. <laughs> Bro, it's like peanut butter off the toilet. I'm not going to do it, but I sure as hell watch you do it. <laughs> You'll bring that skippy over here. Uh, <laughs> Terry Funk, who is 56 years young at this point. <laughs> Beat Crowbar for the hardcore title. Typical backstage plunder. Ends with a pile driver on a car door. What do we reckon? Oh, I remember that. The, the car door bit. Mm. Uh, the plunder. WWE backstage bits just sucked compared to WWF. It was they very were just much playing trying catch to be up, exact. weren't they? Yeah. Bereshoff always had the, we have to be better than or different than. We can't be worse than. And this is when they were worse than. Mm. Um, 
I'll go two and a half just with the pile driver. Two and three quarters. Oh, okay. I'm going good. Mm. Good to see Crowbar back on mainstream wrestling television, isn't it? Crowbar and the Blue Meanie were on AEW yeah, of television. Course. Very similar. Like what? What a dream. But it's just nice to see him back. It is. Um, <laughs> Dave's put, who, know, who, who knows who won between Chronic and Big Vito and Reno? <laughs> so the storyline oh, here. Wait, wait. Is that oh. because Reno was like, someone attacked you. I was like, yeah, let's team up and find out. Yeah, someone attacked you. It was me. <laughs> and he hits Big Vito and then he pins Big Vito. He did. Right. Uh, so somebody was paying Chronic to take Vito, take oh, out Vito was... and Reno. Uh, Reno revealed near the end of the match that it was him. He hit roll the dice on Vito. He pinned, <laughs> he pinned Vito and then he gave Chronic the money for the hit. Like, despite the fact that he'd done it himself. Or right, I've beaten the guy I asked you to, to beat up. There you go, here's the money. Bro, after you eat the peanut butter, the peanut butter eats you. Bro. <laughs> what did Dave give it? Herpes. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, a, I don't know. What a a dud. dud. Yeah, of course it is. He got the dud! Uh, Mike Awesome beat Bam Bam Bigelow in an ambulance match. Oh, God. He this loves, should have been awesome. He loves an ambulance match at this point. No, the finish of that was Bam Bam Bigelow getting thrown on top and then Awesome going on top and going, where is he? <laughs> oh, he's going through the roof. That's the end. <laughs> Half a star. <laughs> One star. General Erection beat Shane Douglas by DQ to retain the United States title. A lot of shenanigans mm-hmm. here. Chavo Guerrero Jr. comes out. Uh, Chavo in the brass knucks, doesn't he? Yeah, chain. That was it. Oh, he chain, grabs right. a chain that Douglas had. He throws it to Douglas. He then said, hey, Charles Robinson, Douglas has a chain. And then Douglas goes, all right, disqualification. <laughs> Actually, that finish you don't see very often. The old, he uh, threw it. He threw it to him. He must be turning, turning heel and joining up with the Douglas founder. The revolution, <laughs> whatever. And they're like, the Douglas and then they're founder. going, hey, ref, he's got a... <laughs> that's actually a pretty spot. The Douglas Foundation's a better name for it. The Douglas, that's awful. That would be what is... We're at 1995 oh. on the Classic Raw Review. We are watching oh. the, the, the rise of Dean Douglas. No, could we, could we do Doug You? Oh, Doug You. <laughs> Cut my Doug you music. Then Razor goes, the only thing you're do- digging is your own grave. It's a grave. Myths of the cliff. <laughs> you don't like, we don't like you, Chico. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, Ron, and Don Harris beat Conan, Rey Mysterio Jr., and Billy Kidman in a street fight slash bunkhouse match. It was an excuse to set up a bunch of gimmick props, says Dave. Think about this, he also says. Is there anything sillier than putting Rey Mysterio Jr. and Kidman in a New Jack-style match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fair enough. Plenty. Didn't they use like popcorn makers or um, like the possibly, possibly? I know there was just a lot of barroom oh, shenanigans. I remember the team of Jarrett and Harris because yeah, they're in NWO uh, 2000 together. If that's still a thing at this point, I think it is. But I remember taking a photo of that when the the global. <laughs> The global news got announced. I said, oh, Jarrett and the team of the Harris, a.k.a. Team Nazi Gold. <laughs> oh, that was good times when Jeff Jarrett tried to sell bullion oh, to wrestling fans. Jeff Jarrett's Pyramid <laughs> Scheme Wrestling. Again, his podcast is amazing. I love him. I, I love it. It's so good. I can't wait for him to get to that and explain himself. Oh, I, just, I can't I wait. Can for, I can't wait for Conrad to set that up. So, Jeff. Conrad and the con man. <laughs> We're talking about gold. Hit what, me up. 
Hit me up, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't wait for Connie. Just a lot, to, a lot to unravel here. Connie's just great. Connie's, you know, I want the granular on uh, on what went down with yeah. <laughs> Global Force Gold. Uh, DDP and Kevin Nash be uh, retain the tag retain the tag titles against Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak. Flair came out, said Mike Sanders took a step towards the ring and interfered. Titles would change hands, so Sanders interfered. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's happened. Um, basically, O'Hare went for a swanton. Page crotched him. Nash came back with a big old power bomb. One, how do we do? Very, very competent match. Uh, in, it sounds weird, but these matches were seemed all right at the time because the mm. first time these two dudes were selling for anybody involved in natural born thrillers, and it was this was this the rematch because the wrong vanilla midget. Sorry, Villa Dwarf, I apologize for saying the N-word, um, got pinned last month, and that was the reason why they had another match. Might be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. We pinned the wrong dude. All right, well, let's do it again when we pin the right dude. <laughs> oh, we did. The end. Damn. Storytelling. What was the star rating? There's, no, there's only two stars in the match, so two stars. <laughs> three and a quarter. What? No, three and a quarter. Stacey, that was the quarter. <laughs> They've liked Three it. A quarter. They've liked it. Bill Goldberg. Oh, so we can exclusively reveal his insider for WWE knowledge was Sean Stasiak yeah. then. I had all the footage, didn't he? <laughs> wow, I can't believe you. Word for word, he knew what said. <laughs> what do you think, Sean? That's right. <laughs> and somebody coughed in the background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goldberg beat Lex Luger. A lot better than their match last month, says Dave. Who cares? Hyper- <laughs> what did it get, though? Half a star. Two stars? Dave, Dave was loving I, what, a bit whoa. of Starcade. Dave was be hitting those uh, whiskey and lemonades at this point. <laughs> uh, in the main event, Scott Steiner beat Sid Vicious to retain the WCW title. Uh, one of the few bright spots in the company right now is, moral issues aside, Scott yeah. Steiner. Uh, Steiner won with two low blows in the recliner, the match being stopped by the ref. What this match had no right to be as good as it was because Sid... It's Sid. It's, I mean, look at him. Uh, Steiner got the best Sid match since, what, Shawn Michaels at the Rumble? That, mm. Sorry, Survivor Series. Because um, Rumble match sucked. Yeah. Uh, I ooh. like the Rumble match. Oh, it doesn't compare the... the right. t- star rating for that. Mm. Two and a half. Two and a half? Plus spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Wow, what a, what a, okay. So, all looking good. So if you get rid of the crap matches. Yeah, right. I mean, like, I mean, WCW, which is in a rough time, seems to be, like, finding a little bit of footing, like, mm. finding a little bit of a groove. Let's go to Nitro the next night when all of it fucking falls apart. Okay, which, which Nitro is this? Right, uh, 18th of December in Richmond. Go on. Okay. So, a series of incidents results in three wrestlers walking off the show. Just clicking. What, well, like a real, real? Yeah, IRL. Is it Steiner DDP and Kim? Oh, all that good stuff. Oh, so, but it starts with Sid, who was told. Oh, I know the Sid story. So, yeah. you know the Sid story. So, Sid was told that he was going to, him and Steiner were going to go to a double count out oh. uh, at Starcade. He arrived at Starcade, was given a piece of paper that went, oh, yeah, you're, you're losing. And he was like, okay, I'm annoyed by the way you've told me, but whatever. He was then told when he got to Nitro the next night that they were going to be uh, building towards a a match between Scott Steiner, Sid Vicious, and a mystery opponent. And Sid, just for whatever reason, didn't like the creative and just went, oh, I've got a bad arm. I best go home. <sighs> 
So Sid leaves and doesn't doesn't do any any promotion for this match they're playing. Oh, oh, I thought it was maybe it's another time then that Sid was told it was gonna be a three way match and it was explained to him you'll be the monkey in the middle as in the game where I think we call it something else over here between a while. Piggy in people, the middle. Yeah, yeah, like I'm, you're there, I'm there, I'm throwing the ball, and let's say uh, Puppet Jack's in the middle trying to get mm. the ball. Yeah, that was the expression given because, like, the, the meaning the focus was on the other two people, but you're there. Yeah. Sid was like, You calling me a monkey? How dare you? And then left. This may have been, this is probably that. that. might have been This it, is though. probably that. Um, <laughs> okay. Monkey in the middle. So Sid's gone. He's upset with being called a monkey. I'm not a monkey. Monkey. <laughs> Silly boy. I've got a softball game to go to. Um, so the show starts. Okay, no Sid. Everything else will be fine. Uh, Ric Flair's going to come out and do a promo. Yay. To which Scott says, Scott Steiner says, hang on, can I go out first? Because uh, I'd like to do my bit, and I've tweaked it. <laughs> to which they go, yes, you're Scott Steiner, the WCW champion. Out you go. Scott Steiner walks out on tonight's show and proceeds to, in an improvised promo, rip Diamond Dallas Page to pieces, calling yeah. him white trash, Bush League, saying DDP needs a sex change so he can grow some balls and face him. None of this was planned. He wasn't meant just to pop at Page. This, this stems from issues a few weeks before Kimberly's left WCW because of comments made by Steiner backstage. Yeah, Steiner's been an Steiner, asshole. Steiner refused to apologize for the comments. And That's so, correct. And, the, and no one could get him to apologize. So Kim went, sod it, and left. And I don't think it was seen again in WCW. That's correct. It's only three more months. <laughs> so, uh, and DDP watches this and all the boys backstage are like, DDP is pissed off. So as soon as Steiner gets backstage after this opening segment, uh, Paige <laughs> goes straight to meet him. Yo, bozo. <laughs> They start fighting, right? And this is pre-DDP yoga, okay? So Paige isn't as limber as he probably is now. Oh, yeah, like yoga would have helped you. Might have done. Steiner fucking yeah. battered him. And this is IRL. <laughs> Steiner batters Paige. Nearly takes <laughs> his eye out. According to Dave Meltzer, it took seven people <laughs> a whole minute to get Steiner off of Paige. <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of fish stories in wrestling. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that one's told accurately as possible. I want that to be a real story. I really, really do. Um, um, this... I'll say this. Lance Storm said it beautifully. He says, every other fight I've ever heard of wrestlers between the two of them, no matter how it went in real life or what the perception was, they always said, yeah, we had a fight and it was close either side. It's always like a 50-50 side. It's like when the NWA champion would take on another champion and it was like oh they want to one fall this fall and then a count out or whatever it was always fair he says ddp's the only guy he knows who says oh no i completely lost that fight <laughs> <laughs> he's very starting honest. to beat the hell out of me i appreciate the honesty i'm only ddp through the first punch as well yes yeah, so page That's... page completely instigated the whole thing and and it, not I mean, to say Stein, not, well, steiner did to be like, yeah, Steiner yeah. did, but going out there and and just and just abusing Paige. Like Paige was done with taking the moral high ground with Scott Steiner, who was in full like did like he was like a real bright spot, like Dave said in WCW at this point, but backstage he was a complete cunt. Oh, yeah, <laughs> complete he, cunt. The, the unscripted flair promo. Everyone, you old bastard, you booktooth <laughs> crying bastard. No one likes to do. They see you on Raw, SO Nitro, and then they turn over to see Steve Austin, who you got fired. You know, WCW sucks. <laughs> just going for just, it. Just, 
<laughs> but again, yeah, great for fans. Hell to work with. It's like Val Kilmer in his heyday or Russell Crowe or something like that. When the dust cleared, Diamond Dallas Page walked out of the building saying words to the effect of, I'm Ow. out of here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, probably. Ow. <laughs> my eye, my eye. Does anyone see my legs? Because <laughs> what's the effect of, all right, we'll call it a draw. Uh, you should see the other guy. see the other guy. Words to the effect of, I'm out of here. Fuck this place. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Nash. Now, Kevin Nash uh, is DDP's tag partner. At this Drinking point. a martini in the corner, <laughs> laughing his arms off. Well, that was it. Like, more often than not, he kind of took great joy in... D- how serious DDP takes things like Kevin Nash was one of these people like there was a there was a bit of a meme that went backstage pre-memes in WCW just before this that um, DDP was was working a match with uh, Mike Sanders I know this and he'd one. asked Mike Sanders in a promo <laughs> to say so this is a line that DDP <laughs> fed to Mike Sanders he told Mike Sanders who was a heel to say about DDP he may be 45 but he looks 35 and wrestles like he's 25. And Mike Sanders was like, no, because I'm a baddie. Why am I going to say that? And DDP's like, yeah, but it's a good line, though. And it got out that he'd said it. And then and people just ribbed Diamond Dallas Page incessantly for this line to the point where Mark Madden said it on commentary. Yeah. And it's just like, that's got to be Page. That's got to be Page. If, wait, wait till it's the classic Nitro review in five years' time. I think Page is going to be quite the figure of fun. Um, but uh, Kevin Nash is one of those that just like took took great joy in how seriously Paige took everything. But on this particular night, he finished his martini, popped it on the side, and walked out with DDP. A bit of solidarity for his mate. Kevin Nash looking for any opportunity. Yeah, any, any opportunity to have a night off work. Yeah, I'm leaving too. Uh, and and Kevin Nash said, "We'll be back when this place is under new ownership." And off they <laughs> go. Uh, so <laughs> Nitro, he's buggered. <laughs> Because Paige, Nash, and Sid had major roles oh. in the in the because they were three they were going to do some tapings and stuff after this and they weren't going to be back live until like Thunder in a couple of weeks time so they had a they had a real they were doing problem Thunder after Nitro at this point were they well maybe, maybe there was a couple there was a they had basically after this block of tapings the next one was like a Nitro slash Thunder. oh I see you right here. Um, but it was a while there was like three weeks where. They weren't going to be able to do anything to build this baby, which is what they had to do. This led to, I believe, Jeff Jarrett and Lance Storm uh, as the main event of Nitro. Okay. That particular night. Great shout for night for Lance Storm, you know, you know, making hay. Um, now, <laughs> the end of night, the end of Nitro was meant to be. Uh, so the show starts with we will get into the SmackDown, but there's just a lot to 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 dig into oh, this, this particular episode of Nitro. Um, so this episode of Nitro was going to be Ric Flair revealing that I found uh, a ringer for this three way match at Sin, and it'll be I've hired somebody who is going to take you out, but you don't know who it is. It's going to be a surprise. They may reveal themselves tonight. Uh, so Steiner's like, yeah, whatever, mate. So the, the scripted ending of Nitro was going to be that Scott Steiner was going to be in the ring. He was going to be attacked by his brother, Rick Steiner. And Rick Steiner was going to be revealed as the third man in the three-way dance, according to Dave Meltzer at this time. We know this goes very differently. I can't see that being the... Okay, go on, sorry. But the, <laughs> however... <laughs> Nobody had told Rick Steiner that he was needed for Nitro. <laughs> so he wasn't there. It wasn't I've not there. heard that before. He wasn't there. He was meant to be the guy revealed as like the guy. He was to attack his brother and he was going to be revealed as the mystery man. 
in this set of tapings. Uh, but he wasn't there. Communication breakdown meant that Rick Steiner never got word that he was supposed to be at TV, so he wasn't there. So instead, they had to find somebody with a similar build. So they got Robbie Rage, who was Bobby oh. They put him in a mask and a big <laughs> black suit that made yeah. him look like a bumblebee. And they had him attack Scott Steiner yeah, to keep that. up the, who's the mystery man? <laughs> Wait a minute, Robbie Rage was still knocking around? I don't know why Robbie Rage was there, but Rick Steiner what? wasn't. I presume for a thunder. I love that. Wait, wait, Rick Steiner wasn't there. No. Tim Fly me, I'll tell him that he was needed. But, but Robbie, Robbie Rage. Rage was... <laughs> it's even like that guy off uh, Milton from Office Space. He's, no one's told him he's fired. <laughs> Basically. Three years ago. No one told him, so he's just going to keep turning up and taking right. paychecks. Um, it, the, the Mystery Man, even th that would twist and turn once more because the Mystery Man would change and it wouldn't even be Rick Steiner at the very end of it. Yeah. Um, I just Rick Steiner was going to be the main yeah. event? What the... What? Rick Steiner going after his brother? They were... Yeah, but they'd done that. It, it, it was... Ugh. But but that's done. how they did it, bro. Stein, Scott Steiner was the heel. And Rick Steiner was the face. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's the same. Well done, Steiner. Rick. Try again. <laughs> oh, it's just, that's me there. My penny not dropping. Oh, yeah, it's the same way around. I can't believe... Yeah, that would have been it. I can't believe Rick Steiner turned on his brother again. <laughs> uh-huh. Sid's not going to be a monkey in the middle there. How different, the, face in the how different the world could have been if they'd used a different turn of phrase. Maybe Sid wouldn't have left. Maybe the match would have been different. Maybe he wouldn't have come off the top right with the big boot. Uh, maybe, yeah. as, we, as we know. You're going to be the Malcolm in the middle. Uh, oh, I love that show. I I'll do Malcolm. it. Malcolm. That would have been very... You know what? I'm going to go home so I can not witness <laughs> an episode. <laughs> it's on in six hours. Well, you know, going to be the traffic. <laughs> Uh, Vince McMahon was quoted in a Bloomberg news story about an attempted WCW purchase. So this has been rumbling for a little bit now, the possibility of WWF buying WCW. Vince says he was going to keep WCW as a separate brand, build to expand pay-per-view business yeah. by using interpromotional matches. What a great idea. Why don't you do it? Uh, Vince McMahon said there were a lot of good reasons to buy WCW, but Viacom standing in the way of the deal made it financially impractical. So Vince is definitely not buying WCW anymore. Stop. Stop reporting it. It's Stop reporting it. I bumped my nose off the microphone while just, I was shaking my head. I'm just sorry about that. It's not happening. Uh, also, uh, Dave lets us know that a few months ago, Nelson Fraser got fired. Viscera's gone. Oh. Just chucking that really? in. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, just, I was hoping he might turn up at some point. Yeah. No. Gone. Oh, he... Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was fired. Wait. In 1999, he turned up. Oh, he's been rocking around in 2000. Really? Yeah. Had sex all those traps. <laughs> that was 99, wasn't it? And he's still recovering. That was 99 when he was doing all that. He's living He lived off that, that was... one bit, like how Zabisco <laughs> lived off of Turn on Bruno. No, he's been a bunch of appearances like in 2000. That, yeah, that, yeah, 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 that was. But he's been around in 2000. <laughs> I got Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Very true. A few episodes of SmackDown where he bumped for Rikishi, and then that was it. Well, he's gone now. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, but I hadn't even noticed he wasn't now. there. So. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention from the Observer before we get into it, um, <laughs> this is, just made me laugh. Huge error in last week's Observer. In the what? You admitted it? Whoa, whoa, uh, no, whoa. Plans okay. change. In the Armageddon rundown of Venus versus China, where I wrote China's offense looked good, actually, it was supposed to read, except for one good clothesline, China's offense looked bad. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> he made a point to, to correct that glaring omission. Again, so so cunty. This is the Meltzer. So this is the news that we used to grow up with. Not this weird, confused old man trying to set his VCR that we got on Twitter nowadays, rumbling and rambling. This is the Meltzer that we knew and, and it's appreciated. The Meltzer we know and love. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't say she was good. I meant she was shit. That is brutal. <laughs> and I like that he went to lengths to fix it. <laughs> Oh, oh, God forbid. I've gotten all of the WWE stuff wrong. Rickside was not the planned man. He all waited other... a week. Mabel wasn't the third man. And China stinks. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're telling me they're doing a mystery person angle and Mabel's released? Yep. Uh, once again. History repeats itself. <laughs> Try and you succeed. Uh, Sid versus Mabel. Book it, WCW. I'm not going to be the Mabel in the middle. I'm going home. <laughs> John, Mabel in the middle. Oh, for... How's that even going to look? You're not the of me, no. <laughs> he told Vince, yeah, told Vince that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, well, those are yeah, all the... That was a long intro. Oh, that was extensive notes from Worth the Observer. It, Worth it. What have we got in... Like, let's go over to Matthew Gregg, who's going to talk us through this week's oh, episode. Oh, yeah, no, back to normality. On Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon blames Mick Foley and Steph McDaughter for causing... Steph McDaughter! ...for causing Linda to have a breakdown. If they hadn't annoyed Vince then maybe he wouldn't have mentioned her less than stellar upbringing or good car sex. <laughs> Mick Foley calls Vince lower than garbage, but Angle asks what Foley knows about marriage. Who'd marry him? Don't worry, Kurt. You're not going to be my wife tonight, says Mick, but I'll make you wrestle Vince McMahon tonight. And that match <laughs> you won't happens. be my wife tonight, but I'll make you wrestle McMahon tonight. It, it wasn't a better segue, so... Uh, <laughs> Vince versus Kurt happens. Vince gets a takedown on Kurt, the Olympian. Of course he does. Because this is what they do backstage. Like, Vince used to take great pleasure in yeah. trying to take down Kurt Ankle. Yeah. Like, Kurt would just be doing his hair or just, yeah. like, having a coffee. <laughs> Vince is rustling him. Including, again, the legendary story. I've not heard him talk about this podcast yet, but, like, him and Angle, Vince and Angle were going out on a plane and they'll take what's sleeping next to them. And like, We mean they, they were wrestling. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they, when he says going at it, <laughs> we mean they were wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and it was Greco-Roman, so they weren't going below the belt. <laughs> uh, on the day he wakes up, sees Angle choking Vince. He goes, Ur! And then like, apparently he puts out a sleeper on uh, Angle. Oh, Because really? he thought it was real. Oh, for God's sake. That's a story. I'm not sure if it's true. I love wrestling. I like the mental image of him taking waking up, sitting up, even though it's a chair. <laughs> and like, Ur! my boss is being attacked by Kurt Angle. His instinct is, I must kill the queen. <laughs> the Manchurian <laughs> candidate. <laughs> uh, Mid-stakes down Olympian. People going outside and clobbering Foley with a hammer. He's doing guest commentary. Yeah. Uh, he's hardcore. So Mick Foley ignores it and attacks both Kurt and Vince. But both E and C hurry up and nail him with the concerto. Mm. And Stephanie shows up and goes, no, no, stop, stop. Because Linda, is, <laughs> Linda has been judged as incompetent. Make your own uh, joke. The board of directors have stripped her of her authority. Therefore, meaning... Vince gets control again, and his first action is to fire Mick because he doesn't have Linda McMahon's protection. And Vince goes, that's my baby girl. So, hang on. So last week on SmackDown, they had a whole bit in the ring called a... 
And a week before that, Stephanie was very upset about it all. But this week, she's smiling. She's laughing. Yeah. Are you? Do you know what that means, don't you? <laughs> you know what yeah, that means? Yeah, I do, Tom. What do, do it? Let me go down here. It's like a mole. It was a setup all along. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> setup all along. <laughs> Thank you, Mole in the Middle. <laughs> John? No. <laughs> All yours Photoshop this week, John, will be Malcolm in the Middle feet. Yeah, or as Tom is a diglet. <laughs> I've been called worse. Yeah. Kurt then chair shots Mick for good measure, and Vince ends it with, Hey, Mick, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and I like this because it, you can't have Vince and Foley together. And it was like, wait, wait Vince is the owner. Mm. How does Foley have this? He goes, ah, Linda may be the commissioner. I have as much power. So I'm glad, yeah, even though Steph's like, ah, oh, I'm suddenly evil, ha, ha, ha. It's like, yeah, but you can't have both. If Vince is back, then Foley's redundant. I like Literally. the way that Vince McMahon says Merry Christmas. It's a little something that me and my brother joke about quite a lot. Merry Christmas! Yeah. Like, he's saying it for the first time <laughs> ever. That's my baby girl. <laughs> witty wee, witty woo, wearing Charlotte, North Carolina. For more of the McMahon family hour, as Vince and Steph head out together, swaggering. Vince wants to confess that he is, in fact, not a role model. That will probably burst some young person's bubble. Oh, no, I want my son to grow up just like him. No, no, it's true. Sorry about that. It's also okay. No, I'm also not saying it's okay uh, to fire Foley at Christmas. It's not okay to fire anyone at Christmas but it is okay for Vince McMahon to do it. <laughs> to quote Abraham Lincoln, all that I am and hope to be, I owe to me. <laughs> and also, daddy's little girl, or slut, as Charlotte knows her. <laughs> Steph praises herself for about 15 minutes, and then it ends. Oh, I'm so used to other people coming out and making these segments entertaining that I was surprised when it wasn't. Yeah, long bit of exposition for Steph and Vince's shenanigans. I feel like Steph's pandering to Vince about how like the company's so much better with him in charge. I feel like this is what happens in behind-the-scenes board meetings anyway. <laughs> You're great, yeah. Vince. You are the best. No one else can run a wrestling promotion like you, Vince. No one else, not even Tony. Yeah. What? Who? Nobody. Doesn't matter. Yeah. They're not important. Like, no one promotes like McMahon, no one... <laughs> Jokes like McMahon. <laughs> no one fires employees before Christmas like McMahon. <laughs> I once was caught backstage and masturbating. <laughs> oh, what a man, that McMahon. He wasn't, by the way. <laughs> allegedly. No, not even allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Quote from some Bixton's play. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote Vix. Um, not Who even said allegedly. that? No <laughs> one. <laughs> Slow down, Maurice. He was here all night raving. When our family got attacked by the government, it was like 9-11. <laughs> oh, he's, they said that. They said that. I don't know why. Mate, we've got to talk about that next year. That makes me feel a bit sad. 9-11, 9-11. <laughs> I've still got to talk about it next year, and it makes me very worried. Just because their, their, their attitude towards it is 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 horrifying. Mm. Bradshaw getting the mic. Hey, we should turn off Afghanistan in one big parking lot. Yeah. Oh, and CNN hired him. 
Yeah, they did. Home entire country. Jeez. Uh, Let, let's let's move on to let's, tonight. Let's, Undertaker and Rock, with very poorly edited tag team titles <laughs> on their shoulders, take on Edge and Christian. That's right, they're the tag champs. I don't get why they. Okay, so this happened on Raw. So Edge, Edge and uh, Christian face Rock and Undertaker, set up by Foley, and Rock and Undertaker become the tag champions. You just you would have them pose with the for the belts. It would take thirty seconds. It would take. Do you know what it would take? Yeah, but longer. my plane leaves in less than thirty seconds. Yeah, but theirs doesn't. Come on, like Undertaker's going to be backstage for a little bit, just accosting youngsters. The Rock's going to be backstage, probably making a couple of the people's phone calls, trying to get on getting a film. You just go. Can you both stand next to that green screen? Hold that belt, ching. Thanks. You still on the, you're still on the payroll with us, so let's just. Ka-ching, thanks, that's all I need. That is easier than using whatever they were using in 2000, fucking Mario Paint, to, <laughs> to put the belts you on You think them. this is bad? Wait until we get to... God, I wish that door would stop open. Um, um, we get to the point where the graphics are moving and oh. they have to edit the titles on the moving things. Because, honestly, there's not many of them. Do- Tom's just shutting the door, don't mind that noise. Um, the yeah, the, there's, I didn't mo- mo- yeah, notice them at the time. But now we've got the lovely network, the lovely bitrate. Oh, there's a few really bad. Oh, really? Ones. I know. Oh, again, at the time, because it's all in standard def, you don't yeah. really notice. But now it. it's all blown up. You're like, ooh. Your lovely widescreen TV. You're like, wait, what? Exciting. Look at that. Look at that. Look for them over the weekend. Uh, Vincent Mann says bye bye to Steph as she leaves the arena. Hooray. <laughs> and then Trish interrupts Vince from behind and asks if, oh, I don't know, Jackie versus Ivory could happen tonight to punish Jackie for beating her up on Raw. Vince loves the idea of hanging out with Trish and notices that it's very cold out here, meaning her nipples are pointing. <laughs> They're pointing at a sign that says, more McMahon segments on SmackDown. Oh, that's what the that's, that's what all the ratings are all about, isn't it? That's, that's right, like Ronda Rousey right now. Weird choice for Trish to go, hey, Vince... I'm using my ladylike ways to make you book a match between Jacqueline and Ivory. Like, if you want to show Jacqueline, like, like if you want to show Jacqueline what for, like, you go Jacqueline versus Kane. Like, it just seems a weird choice to go face Ivory for the title. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, it's a punishment. She's going to title match. It's like, there's a weird thing to do. You're dumb, broad. Mm. The Dudleys with Cool Gear take on Lowdown. Who are now full on Indian, <laughs> I guess, with the bear with me, with the coloured headdress and baggy pants. They look like a racist person's idea of India. <laughs> they Tiger, do. Tiger Ali Singh says, Hey, stop treating us like we are taxi drivers, to which the crowd boos. And Lawler adds, Then why are you dressed like taxi drivers then? Before that, Jerry Lawler had acknowledged that Tiger Ali Singh had a microphone in his hand and said, what is this raghead going to say? Did he say, I even noticed that. He did, he did. And do you know what? Even <sighs> even Michael Cole, right? Because, you know, at this point, whoa, whoa, xenophobia. Um, at this point, my, even Michael Cole isn't, is, 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 is guilty. Because there's a line where Michael Cole comes and goes, you may think they look goofy, but they're quite good. Like, even when he's trying not to be a, a bit racist, he is a yeah. bit racist. I guess, I guess the idea is Tiger Ali Singh goes, aha, you work for me, so now you're going to have to wear these enormous headdresses that cover your entire face. But they buy into it. They're not, like, forced into it. They buy into it because there's that bit. Like, like, th- here's, the, like I, here's the full thing, right? 
low down, do nothing wrong. They walk out. They ask to be treated with respect and not racially abused. They walk down the ramp. They get in a prayer circle and they're jumped by the Dudley boys. They do nothing wrong. <laughs> and everyone's like, boo, yeah. you're different. It's awful. Hi, can we have some respect? No, no boo. America. So low Pit masters. <laughs> low down sucks. Tiger <laughs> definitely sucks. The Dudleys suck for attacking them. Hey, they're bringing us peace and love. Break their legs. Lawler sucks. And Michael Cole sucks to point out Dilo and Chaz are from New Jersey. <laughs> so they wrestle with the turban still on, covering their face. So I guess they're supposed to look dumb and you can't take them serious. But who knows how this is supposed to help anyone? Uh, I don't know what it's supposed to get over. Uh, Triple H has traction, on the commentary, <laughs> presumably from watching this match. <laughs> Even worse, Brown and Chaz work well together in the ring. They have some nice little moves, like the old AWA special, where you hold them across the ropes, and he does the big thing over, and a sidewalk slam leg drop. But no one cares, because no. they're supposed to look stupid. Uh, anyway, Tiger lands a basic-ass neckbreaker on Devon for two, and then Delo's like, wow, how did Devon kick out that deadly move? <laughs> Devon then nails a second rope neckbreaker as a transitional move seconds later. <laughs> Doomsday device gets two, but it isn't called that. I, I don't know why. And then Tiger accidentally nails Chaz on the outside. Was up, and then 3D to end this hot streak of lowdown, according to Cole. <laughs> what the, the hot streak of Coles they're being <laughs> dragged, across. dragged across. That's the word. But they, um, but they beat the Dudleys, which is the point they were making. Was that they beat the Dudleys on, I think, Raw. Yeah, yeah. There's been a few victories on Raw, but they've, mm. had, they've not been losing. But they've not been winning either, if they're, you know what I mean. Tom. No, they're certainly not winning. They're not a bad tag team. Like I like Chaz and Delo as a yeah. tag team. Like this. There's been worse. There That's has. never a way to build someone up, Tom. It's been worse. And, but they work well together. Like, there's yeah. like an old school vibe to them. And now they've just got this gimmick. They, yeah, but Gotch got... and Hackenschmidt doing this gimmick couldn't have made it work. I would have been funny to see. Because they'd have been dead. <laughs> they've got bigger problems in two. They've got bigger problems, yes. They've got, about, they're about they've got a mortgage to pay off. <laughs> oh, they're about six feet from a comeback at this point. Slackers. <laughs> Vince tells Tim White. He may have been attacked by Austin and Raw, but tonight he'll be fine. <laughs> to which Tim White says, not so bad yourself. Then Austin is shown walking as we are shown what happened on Raw. Regal took on Austin and Regal brought the European title because it was the European title match. I love that Steve Austin on Monday Night Raw got a shot at the, the European, European Championship. I love he's, that. His entire career is built up to it. So happy. Austin stunned Regal, causing him to drop the European title on the floor, which Austin picked up, making Tim think Austin used it on Regal and DQ'd him to prevent European champion Austin from happening. Oh, my God. Uh, Steve Austin took this well. He gave him the stunner, then dropped poured beer all over him. So more on that later on, this ongoing storyline. It's like The Wire. Steve but, Austin um, fighting his former WCW tag team partner, right. Stephen Regal. That's right. We talked about that last time, didn't we? Look uh, at WWF just, just picking up all these WCW rejects, filling their show with them when they're not focusing on making their own talent. I wonder if Regal was like, sort of thinking of it like a lucky break. Oh, AEW, AEW, right. I just got that. Um, thinking, picked a good run here, like, WSW about to be bought. Yeah, he's, oh, God. Dude. Regal's timing, just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, and he's in a, and, and how great. Like, a guy that, that had so many 
issues and so many demons. Like, here he is. He is having the best run he's ever had in WWF. He's a European champion. He's getting promo time every week with Kurt Angle and The Rock and Steve Austin. He's fighting Austin on Raw. Like, it's so good to see Regal just, like, in the thick of it. Yeah. His book, I thoroughly recommend, Walking the oh, Golden Mile. Brilliant. It's grim. But it is well worth a read. There's a, we read an excerpt from it on the classic Nitro review this week because it was the week uh, that the hurricane destroyed Ric Flair's gym and uh, it was rubbed to Regal to t- tell him while they were in the car together. And Flair's just angry and Regal gets the giggles and it causes Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton to get the giggles as well. Oh, sorry, and, and Ric Flair's just livid, just hates this car journey. And everybody, right. everybody's just laughing and Flair's just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. What a bastard. It's so good. Ric Flair, I'm really sorry to tell you this. You know that, <laughs> you know that gym that you've... You're a you're Flair for the gold gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not there anymore. And it was, it was, he was fine until Flair went. God damn, I'd never need insurance on that. And Regal just caught Flair's eyes. In the, in the, and Flair, Regal just started cracking up. And like, Eaton's laughing, and then Arn Anderson's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. They're just just four very tired. Very tired man, just having a giggling fit while driving. You have a weird sense of humor to be a wrestler, anyway. So it's like, wait, something really horrible happened to someone. But But they were playing silly ass with him. They were playing silly ass with him. Like at one point, they're driving, and and Rick's like, "Are we going the right way? Can someone check the map?" So so Regal gets the map, but he's folding out the map. He's looking for ages, and Regal goes, "Where are we then, Steve?" (laughs) He goes, "Um, "According to this, we're in the desert." Arms gone, Bobby's gone. <laughs> just, they're all just <laughs> fucking with Flair. He's having the worst day, and they're all just <laughs> fucking needling him. And it's just so good. Oh, it's God. so good. Um, it reminds it. This reminds me. I'll get. I want to tell a true story from my life. I don't think I've ever told it on the podcast. So many years ago, uh, uh, my family. He went to. We all went to America, and. When me and my brothers get together, like even like 10 years ago, I think maybe this is 10 or 15 years ago, when we get together, we get we just get silly asses. We just all just bounce off each other. And sometimes just a little look or a noise will set us off. So we're in like c- me and you with yeah, Jack. That's it. That's it. It's just like that. That's how I am with my brothers, mm. but twice. And we're in the queue. It must have, must have been when we were very young. But we're in the queue for customs. And it's all very serious. It's like very serious as customs. So, you know, you know. So we would, dad, my dad just said to us, look, you've just got to fucking pack it in you. <laughs> and we'd like try not to make eye contact with the drugs. We've all got the giggles. And um, <laughs> there's this one moment where um, <laughs> dad's like, right, you lot have got to fucking shut up. <laughs> and so we go, okay, we'll behave. And there's a point where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk through while showing it to the Patreons. There's a bit where um, Jim <laughs> stands up and we've been on a long flight, so Jim stretches his leg like this. So he's stretching his leg now, completely by accident. So, he, so what he does is he he grabs his he grabs his his shin and pulls it back, almost like a sort of like a like a number four pose. So he's doing that just to stretch his leg out. Completely accidentally, at the same time, I do the same thing. Just completely accidentally, I'm doing the same thing. At which point, 
my little brother turns around, sees both me and Jim doing the same pose and goes, whoop, I'm doing it too. My dad turns around, <laughs> sees all three of us stood there holding our shit. He fucking roasted us. Like, you three have got to stop fucking messing around. Took us all to the side and fucking read us the right act. <laughs> We're all just dying because it was completely by accident. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry about that. Oh, no, that was a lovely story. Oh, God. Uh, I had. It's, it's not quite. It's not quite the same level, but it just came in my head as you're telling that story. <sighs> One time, my, my dad had he, he just gotten in. Right, we had the dog at the time, and the dog had to be let out and do its business and all that. It's a dog. He says, wakes up. He's got a toilet. So I wake up, open the door, whatever, do the thing. But for some reason, the dog, sometimes dogs are like this. You let them out, and they just look around and go, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then they have, get another idea. So my dad, had just, I think he just got in from doing night shift. He's tired. He's whatever. So he gets his shoes off, just his feet. <laughs> and he walks, and there's two steps in the dog poo. <laughs> And he's just gotten in. I know how tired he is and beaten. And it's just him with his feet in poo. <laughs> and he looks at me. And he had this defeated look on his mm -hmm. face. And I just laughed very, very, <laughs> very, very hard. And I had to leave the room. I just be down so hard. Great. <laughs> I'm glad you find it funny how I got no. If you come in and be like, oh, you little guy, oh, whatever, no big deal. But just look of just... Def uh, like that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I've come home after a 12-hour shift and I've got poo on me feet. <laughs> just like that, like... Uh, <laughs> that, that with poo all over you. I mean, it's... I mean, be down and I love them, but God. It's, yeah, I just... It's sometimes it's just... It's, it's the little things and sometimes it's the joy that you get from someone else's misery. <laughs> I, yeah, again, it's the Shard of Freud. I love, and I'm like, <laughs> the Shard and Freud, isn't it? It's the Shard and Freud. It, it, it certainly is. Oh, anyway, uh, SmackDown. Jackie, Jackie is here to hey. the Russell Ivory for the title. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jackie having a cigar and a beer with the APA. I was going to say, yeah, this is... Uh, Trisha's revenge on the audience. Uh, Jackie, get the title shot here. <laughs> and we get the clip. So we get the clip of Jackie backstage with the APA. Having a good time, getting a drink. And they're like, what do you know about drinking, woman? And she's like, well, give me a cigar and a beer and I'll show you. And they're like, okay. Because <laughs> she's Texas strong and all that. So good. Uh, we also get a clip of China taking the pile driver. And she sold like it was a can of Chef Boyardee <laughs> that someone on Twitter took a photo of. Yeah, and somebody sent it. So I'll find who, who sent us. We've had quite a few photos of, of Chef Boyardee. He was a man from F Island. <laughs> I, did, I did say basically that's your passport to fuck Island. Yeah. <laughs> Grab yourself a handful of them. Um, the latest picture was from Oreo Senpai. Or Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Ree V15 on Twitter. Or, Oreo Senpai. Um, he's just taking a picture of multiple shelves of Chef Boyardee. Oh, God, uh, it's like... Beefaroni like, and mini ravioli for $1.29. I love that. It's like, everyone loves magical Trev. So <laughs> beans, that's a bean, that's a bean. <laughs> so, <laughs> ravioli, that's a ravioli, yeah, ravioli, ravioli, ravioli. He sent a tweet saying, I wish shipping costs were a bit lower. I wish they Will were we too. I said, when? As if we go there all the time. But like, if we ever go to America, that'll be like, where do you guys want to go? Want to go to the Longhorns? Want to Want to drink some root beer at Popeye's? It's like, no. Can we go to like Walmart or Family Dollar and get, <laughs> get some Chef Boyardee? when we take this podcast on the road, and when we do this podcast live during WrestleMania week <laughs> in Dallas... That'd be nice. <laughs> Not had it signed off yet on me... Uh, of the expenses. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. We're it. saying in the podcast, so it just has to happen. There it is. Manifest. We'll, so when we do this show live yeah. in Dallas. Manifest Destiny, doing a podcast in yeah. Dallas. So when we do this show live in <laughs> Dallas, um, we're going to do it with <laughs> Chef Boyardee across the table. That. That's the dream. That's the dream. What else? We have AK a chef. 47. <laughs> yeah, gun, because it's obviously America. Um, we do. We, we just we just have, like, Chef Boyardee off. We'll get some people. We'll win the prize is tickets to Fuck Island. Yeah, and they'll be like, (laughs) Steve, can you? All right, all right. If we, all right, manifest destiny. If we get to do this podcast in Dallas, which we won't, but if we do, you've got to chug two two cans of Chef Boyardee like your Steve Austin drinking beer. Oh, if you if you don't, I will. We'll clang them together like cross them oh, okay. the We'll both sense. do it. We'll both chug yeah. Chef Boyardee ravioli like our, <laughs> our pair of Steve Weisses. Wow, that doesn't get you going nothing. <laughs> get us to yeah. Dallas. Yeah. You're yeah. Bastards. Yeah, bastards. You're bastards. <laughs> Ivory promises to make an example out of Jackie like she did China. Jackie says, penguin, please. <laughs> and attacks her with vicious, brutal, unforgiving <laughs> arm drags. Some wrestling <laughs> happens until right to censor come out. Jackie kicks Ivory really hard right in the fucking face of Dive here. But RTC distract. Jackie gives them a baseball slide, and then Ivory score goals her for the win. Eh, uh, I've put. Mm. And then obviously the APA are here to wreck RTC because Jackie drank with them and they're best friends now. I'm going to six person tag. My- no, we don't. 
No, but I imagine we'll get that probably. And I'll put, wait, what happened to the APA TNA feud? They teased for months. Is that gone already? Oh, it's done. That beating. That was it. That beating at Armageddon, that, that's it. That does that's it. It's so weird that there was a TAPA. Yeah. And the one thing was a beatdown. That's it. Get All it right. done. Get it done. Move on. Fair enough. Uh, Deborah is watching this. We have a test page. baby face run to look forward to. Oh, mm-hmm. you say so. Anyway, Deborah is watching this backstage, and then Vince comes to bother her because he thinks Debs didn't have enough power under Foley. He says, if you had the power, what match would you make tonight? So bear in mind... Oh, yeah, get, get ready. Bear in mind, Vince is saying, here are all my wrestlers. Here is the roster during the hottest fucking time in wrestling. Deborah, book a match. Yeah, show us what you got. She says she'd book Billy Gunn versus Stephen Richards <laughs> so he can get revenge for China. And Vince goes, I gave you infinite power and you chose a Billy Gunn singles match? You stink. No, he doesn't. Vince loves the idea and then leaves. What? Fuck yeah. But don't worry about that. We cut to Lauren Cole at ringside. That's interesting. What's happening? And then you get a loud phone call that plays uh... over the PA system. From Gary and Mike, who are on a cross-country road trip. They want to party next week and come on down to SmackDown. They want China to autograph there. Insert 50 cents. Oh, no, we've run out of money. Well, we'll see you next week. Wow, I can't wait. Who? Gary and Mike was an American <laughs> adult animated buddy comedy sitcom that aired on UPM in 2001 and then Comedy Central 2003. It was Big Ticket TV's first animated show. The show was produced in stop-motion clay animation and lasted only one season. A total of 13 episodes were produced, what took 30 years to get from Forty Towers. Um, UPN aired the episodes out of order, in the blah, blah, blah. The no, 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 this is interesting, because UPN, oh, okay. UPN fucked this up. So <laughs> when, when Gary and Mike came out, they they just put us in all the episodes or whatever, just stick them all out. And the show was all over the place because UPN fucked the order up. Womp womp. Like, so it was, it was meant to be like to- a story told over, over time. UPN thought it was just like a serialized thing. Yeah. You could just play them in any old right, right. fucking order. Not uh, the case. Although the final episode included a to be continued message, the show was cancelled after its first season. According to uh, co creator Adam Small, 10 more episodes were planned for the second season. The cancellation was actually a result of the financial issues UPN was facing at the time. Rather than a ratings issue, and what it says Wikipedia is citation needed. <laughs> they, they... I'm sure. Mr. Small wrote that himself. The one relevant to this, January 26, 2001, Road Rage. Gary and Mike go on MTV's Road Rage, a play on road rules. What? And visit Mike's brother Ben in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Ben gets jealous of Mike because he becomes more popular than him, and Gary meets a new friend. WWF wrestler China making a guest appearance and falls in love with Gary's new friend at the end of the episode. Officer Dick catches up with Ben, whom he believes is Mike under an assumed identity, and shoots out the tires of his SUV, which he won at the end of the Road Rage program. I very, very, very vaguely remember the adverts for Gary and Mike. It was a claymation show, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yay! I remember them playing endlessly on adverts of Sky One, but I never saw an episode. Something about when they try adult claymation, like... Because the only one I can think of that, that really did anything... Oh, I know. Go on. Do you know which one? Say say, we'll say after three. One, two, three. Crapston Villas. That was it. Crapston Villas. Crapston Villas. Which was like... An ad, like That was like, like 11 p.m. on Channel 4 at random times. That was quite fun. You could make 
your own podcast series, and you probably already have, knowing ye, <laughs> um, of, hey, The Simpsons is popular. Let's do our own adult... Oh, wait, no, none of these cartoons work. That's for... <laughs> South Park's popular. Let's do our own gross-out animated series. Oh, wait, none of them mm. lasted more than 13 episodes. Because yeah. there was a lot that came and just vanished. Because they're high-budget to do this sort yeah. of stuff. It takes... It's financially expensive. It's cost... It's not cost-effective to do claymation. No. You know, you do, you know Wallace and Gromit succeeded because it was for such a diverse audience and it was a family and audience. once a year and at once, Christmas. And it was once a fucking year. Uh, Gary and Mike was aimed at a small audience on a relatively small station <laughs> at a small time frame. In a small, small town. Yeah, in a small, 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 small station. Yeah. UBM obviously blew all their money up the wall with Shasta McNasty. Which <laughs> is why Gary and Mike didn't get beyond a few episodes. <laughs> Good effort had by Two Two-word review for that. Uh, Shasta Sandwich. <laughs> You can't print that. That's not what that says. <laughs> cool. <laughs> quite quickly go and get my charger. Oh, where's your... Where's... What's happened? It's at 3%. I don't know how my phone on airplane moves. Reading my email. Edge and Christian arrive with Kurt, and they want their tag titles back tonight. <laughs> Kurt thinks, ah, you guys worry too much. And that's a bit. <laughs> uh, then The Rock talks to Kevin Kelly, Tom's friend. Rock and Undertaker unexpectedly become tag team champions, he says. To which The Rock goes, oh no, unexpectedly, unexpectedly, tell The Rock, was The Rock in the match? Did The Rock lay off the SmackDown? Do you not have testicles? <laughs> The Rock heard that Vincent Mann fired Mick Foley. I'll put in brackets again. And then Edging Christian attacked Foley when he was down. Yeah, real big men. Why don't you come and beat down The Rock? I like actually like that reasoning for suddenly the interest in getting the tag titles. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That works. Just a little bit there, like, yeah, well, Mick Foley's my friend and you double teamed him. So I'm going to beat the hell out of you, my friend, The Undertaker. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if you smell a camera shows a, I want to be stuck between a rock and a hard place sign of the crowd. <laughs> so like, I want to be stuck between the rock and his penis. Yes, Tom. <laughs> Coincidentally, that's the episode of uh, Gary and Mike that the rock's appearing on. <laughs> I want to get on. stuck between the rock and his penis. Yes. Um, so from the Observer, so Triple H is not around at the moment. He's in tra- he's traction. In, he's in traction. He's, he's in a traction engine, maybe called Terrence. Uh, Dave and the Observer says Triple H will be kept out a little while because they want to establish an Edge, want to establish Edge, Christian, Kurt Angle, Vince McMahon, and Stephanie as a new top heel group. Then build up the idea of what Triple H will think about this because he hates Angle. The problem is, if Triple H feuds with the group, he'll be a babyface. And the highest on the pecking order he can be as a babyface is number three or number four. So he isn't going to be a babyface. They also can introduce Shane with the idea that he's caring for his mother. More on that in a bit. But at the moment, in this little moment in time, Edge Christian getting the, the push all the way to the top. And that's yeah. and that is why we've got this Rock and Undertaker thing with ah. them to bring them up, you okay, know, by yeah. association. They want to put Edge and Christian at the top. And you know what? They were very right to put Adam Copeland near the top of the card. He seems very comfortable. Nah, I don't think he'll. <laughs> you don't think he'll amount to out? Cut your losses. <laughs> McMahon goes to see Austin in Austin's locker room with Austin's name on it. 
Uh, he's pissed about how Austin treated Tim White. So tonight, Austin is the referee, just to see how he likes it. <laughs> like when your dad catches you with your pack of cigarettes, makes you smoke them. <laughs> makes you smoke them all. Yeah. And he goes, Merry Christmas, you jackass to McMahon. <laughs> Not much here, considering it's McMahon and Austin, to be honest with you, but it's a, it's a setup for later on. The Radicals take on the Hardys and Jericho, because Jericho took on Saturn and Raw. Terry interfered, so Chris landed the walls on her, so the Rads radicalized him. <laughs> <laughs> what, they, yeah, joined, yeah, joined they radicalized him. <laughs> they made him realize that they were correct all along. <laughs> now he's even more Canadian. <laughs> Jericho says it's nice. They all have someone to crawl up to this Christmas season. Perry has his tramp. Dino has his, <laughs> yeah, right, girlfriend leader. And Benoit has Photoshop John's special. <laughs> the maid from the <laughs> Jessons. <laughs> Back when Jericho's Photoshop was good. Uh, I did put yeah. in my notes here, Jericho's been working with, with Photoshop yeah. John Eiley. That was hard in 2000. Boy, Jericho loved the Jetsons as a reference pool. Ask Crash Holly. <laughs> he really did, didn't he? I, I love think... the fact that the crowd go, yeah, we know about the Jetsons. <laughs> I understood that reference. I'm trying to think what that would be like now. So like, oh, somebody in 2021 making a reference to something from two from Chaston McNasty. Get her in mind. <laughs> It'd be like, that was it. Jericho coming out at AEW going, well, listen to me, Gary and Mike. Yeah. Well, be a big cart. Well, we you know the uh, God the Devil and Bob. God the Devil and Bob. <laughs> Referencing God the Devil and Bob. All right, Benoit, you and your partner, Duck Man. <laughs> Crowd, yeah. What? I understood that reference. I, I, I didn't really have much of an impact, but it was good. Because the Jetsons had finished long before, like it was like, like the eighties. Like the Flintstones, these things that were just. Not way before that. That was just repeated endlessly. Yeah. They once, once oh, they bring it back with like the um, uh, the films. Like, let's just do it again. And they got the same voice actors. Like 80. That <laughs> <laughs> was like, impressive. Like, they did the Jetsons film. And like, like three of the, three of the cast was like last thing they ever did. Oh. Hey, that's Mr. Jetson. But they all look the same. They all look like they haven't aged a day. Yeah, cartoons like, like, hey, it's me, George. <laughs> George Jetson's looking amazing for his age. <laughs> but he sounds fucking awful. She's smoking those space cigarettes. <laughs> but then it does, it does in, in canon, explain that because the Flintstones did love a cigarette. <laughs> they did. They <laughs> went back in the day when they used to advertise cigarettes yeah. after the Simpsons. So it does. it is in canon that their voices would be shot. So it's amazing how old that is because my dad's got like the... Um is it the Basil Rathborn, I think, radio plays of Sherlock Holmes? Oh. And they're like, oh, Watson, what are we going to do? Oh, I don't know, Holmes. Why don't we sit around and have some of this beautiful, uh, I don't know. Winston pinch, cigarettes. The pinch of snuff that I'm going to shiver my nose. Yes, I that's... think that's legal at this point in time. I can't remember. <laughs> snuff, you Let's say. Let's have some opium. You know, so. <laughs> Squirted straight into my eyeball. Yes, ah, that'll help us catch the criminal. <laughs> yeah, it was a big <laughs> snort in his Sherlock. You okay? It's Moriarty. <laughs> Moriarty, are you sure? You don't fucking make something of it! <laughs> Turns into Digby from Crane's Bond. <laughs> What's our plan? We're going from the back. <laughs> ah, going from the front. I'll punch the bastard. <laughs> oh. Some cunt has killed this woman. You're not leaving until I find out who. <laughs> 
Shullock, Shullock gets on the mic and goes, oh, it's good job you, Moriarty, got someone to wrap up in this Christmas season. You and the, the Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> cut to collect. And the crowd went, yay, we get that reference, Mr. Holmes. Cut to, cut to etchings, John Eiley. <laughs> <laughs> it's rapidly drawing a picture. Slate. Wait, hang on. <laughs> this music etching from, by, by Jonathan Eiley. Yeah. <laughs> Sat- satirist illustrator extraordinaire, John Eiley. Satirist illustrator, Jonathan Eiley. Yeah. <laughs> Scarlet Pimpernel got no fight. Verily, I do declare that you... Oh, so I'll wrap up this Christmas season. You and Julius Caesar. And go so on and so forth. Who would Julius Caesar be snuggling up with? Probably the Jets. The burning bush. You want some cream for that? Burning bush insulting the pharaoh. There's something to wrap up to. Go on then, what have you got, burning bush? The Jetsons. He goes, oh, that is a long-running show. Uh, <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, Adam's um, going, Eve, you've got something to cuddle up to tonight. God. <laughs> what, the nothing before God. Oh. <laughs> the, and the Jetsons. <laughs> what the thing before God be? 25-year-old Greg Valentine. <laughs> the thing before before God, Greg Valentine of the fucking Jetsons. Great. 12 year old Greg drawing it. Oh, God. Anyway, Terry, moving on. Terry, Terry tries to interfere, so the Hardys give her a double suplex <laughs> with her ass out. Fucking wheelbarrow with no trousers on. Which Mental. Perry kind of saves, takes a bump off. I'm not sure. The ass went in the face. In tribute to the dicta mouth, I guess. Jerry Lawler just desperate for a slow motion. Give me the replay. replay. Give me the replay. Give me the replay. I'm racist. Give me the replay. <laughs> More moves happen until Jeff gets a swanton on Dean. It's not the finish because Jeff tags out while Lawler points out that hurts the Hardys as much as them. Maybe they should slow down. <laughs> Good point, Lawler. Probably shouldn't say that, though. Uh, Leader mocks Dino at ringside before kind of throwing him into the ring steps. It looked like me trying to push a rubbish truck backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you read those Pathetic. notes. <laughs> you like it'd be like you tried to push the Jetsons. <laughs> we try to push Gary and Mike for UPN. Come on, give us another season. <laughs> you played episode three first. <laughs> give me another season, you shits. <laughs> give me a second series, you shits. No, sorry, we're trying another dodgy South Park homage. It's a claymation do- about a dog who raps. <laughs> Jericho line salts Dino to end the match, but I think Jericho Benoit will have a few issues, maybe mm. a few matches later on. Who can tell? At least one good one in about a month's time. Definitely. Mm. And in a crazy bit, a Vince McMahon sees Raven backstage and asks him, <gasps> who the fuck hired <laughs> you? <laughs> I just, I wrote in my notes yeah. here, it's amazing to see Vince doing a bit with Raven since he yeah. hates him. I, I'm very surprised to see this. He appreciates... So for those who don't know, who missed the episode... Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Um, there yeah, was this a, is a rumour that Raven has brought up. So Yeah, so it. the, the rumour that was brought up was that uh, Vince saw Raven backstage after he'd been hired, went into the writer's room meeting and just went, who the fuck hired Raven? Brilliant. <laughs> Cut to this scene. 
Yeah. Uh, Prince Vaman lies and says he appreciates what Raven did to Al Snow and standing up to Undertaker. Very brave. So, hey, you have a hardcore title match tonight. And Raven's like, oh, thank you. We're getting a nuance to Vince McMahon tonight who's being very nice to like heels and faces yeah. alike. Everyone gets a shot because it's Vinny Mac. Yeah, he's going yeah. like, hey, I'm a new man. I'm, I'm Gary Newman. I'm a changed I'm a man. man. I'm a very Gary good. Newman. Very I'm good. changed. And he's like, heels, faces and tweeners alike are all getting a little bit of something from Vince tonight. Mm. Especially true. <laughs> Austin is given a referee shirt by Tim White, but he's old, stone cold, bar gold. Austin, drink the beer. He stood at the boss. He turned left on red. He sprayed the shirt. He no tipped the waitress. He's Austin, Austin, Austin. God, I was on something then. <laughs> anyway, William Regal, the European champion. Hello to all my friends currently in Charlotte. It's Andrade. <laughs> he is happy his victory on Raw wasn't Sex. tainted. Like Austin's in-ring style. Boo. <laughs> He's taking on Hardcore Holly tonight without the massive pop or hotel with four toilets. <laughs> this is crazy. And special guest referee Steve Austin is here with his new shirt that you can buy at WFShop.com, but with Ref 316 spray paint on the back. <laughs> the two got on it with Austin drinking mid-match and not being able to get to the pinfall attempt in time as he didn't want to spill anything. <laughs> There's a brilliant bit, which, it, which I've yeah. screen grabbed for the album art. First time he does it, so as they're wrestling, like Austin shouts for a beer, he's having a beer, and he comes down for the pinfall. Before he starts counting the pin, he, he just has a little chug on the beer, and Regal gets up for the pin and just shoots daggers at him. Yeah. <laughs> as Austin's having a beer. It's such a fun little quick moment. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's, it's Austin and Regal who just both have wonderful chemistry and great timing. And Holly's there as well. Yeah. Hardcore doesn't appreciate this and gets in Austin's face because he's dumb or a big shot. I forget which is which. Big shot, mate. Big Austin shot. sods off mid-match to commentate and tells them he didn't, <laughs> didn't realize how refereeing made him so thirsty. And he goes, hold on, there's a near fall. <laughs> Holly gets a suplex and Austin does does the comedy dive to get the pin. One. Oh, I kicked out. Regal gets knocked into Austin and spills his beer. So he's done as Regal. Then dumb dumb Holly complains to, to Austin, so he gets a stunner too. With both men down, Austin goes, Oh, alright then. One, two, and eventually he can't be asked to do that, so the crowd do the rest for him. Four, five. But then Kane, of all people, Yay! shows up to break up the... Did somebody say five? What? Season five of That's Gonna Be Kane yeah. this summer. It's December, Kane. Five attempts, Cornelix B has made to make this entertaining. <laughs> so, Regal's new friend Kane, because he appeared last week and attacked him as well, chokeslams Austin to leave Steve Austin laying. What? <laughs> Kane getting offense on Austin? Yeah. Oh, okay. After the break, Austin sees Vince and says he wants... He said, oh, he said hey, hey, you sent Kane after hit me, don't you? And Vince denies it. Because no one can control Kane. No one controls Kane. Uh, and Austin goes, hang on, was he in the corporate ministry for about a month <laughs> in 99? <laughs> but you know what, Austin? I'll book you versus Kane and the Xmas Raw if you want, because we're hyping the hell out of that. Yeah, Christmas Raw. Was it Christmas Day? I think so. 
I hope it was pre-taped. God, do I hope it was I'm pre-taped. Sure, I'm sure it was, because there wasn't the, the furore about uh, a, live day, a live Christmas Day rule until recently. Is that, I, is that <clears> you say it? Furore. Yeah. I've always said Fura. No, Fura is what Adolf Hitler was. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought they were pronounced the same. No, no, Fura. Furore. 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 Sounds like a, the English a child language, trying to describe a car. The English language is a complex, madam. That's definitely not English, is it? Furore. The yeah. anger. <laughs> the furore. Hang on, I'm going to... Um, the fire and the furore. Furore. A few rories. A few blokes named Rory's. Have to yeah. help alcohol use every shitter in the hotel. Furore. Furore. Oh, Furore. That's from Google. Furore. 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 Ma- Mat- Ma- Mad Max. Furore. <laughs> Mad Max. Furore. Road. <laughs> oh, that's handy. There's, they, they, they appreciate that on Google I might be a bit thick. There's a little tab I can click that just says slow. There we go. Bless him. <laughs> I'll leave that on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I'm hoping, I, I think this is a prereq rule that oh, we're going to get. Yeah, go uh, and also, Austin attacking Kane. I'm not shocked by that because I know that Austin is Kane very Austin. choosy on who, like, gets one up on him. Holly was never going to get one up on uh, him. He'll let Regal to an extent because him and Regal are mates. Jarrett, ah, no. Kane, yeah, fine. Kane. Kane got amongst it with Austin and The Rock last week as well. So we are heading towards the Royal Rumble. And I think this yeah, was going to say, I remember the end head. of the Rumble. Or what. It's good when you remember the pay-per-views. These mm. are just these, like, these boys, B-U-O-Y-S, yes. in the sea that we're going through. I don't remember the rest of leading up to that, but I remember what we ha- what happens in the end there. So I remember the Austin Kane thing, actually, they built that up in December. Mm, they did. That's They'd, nice, <clears> isn't it? Buoys. Is it buoys? <laughs> boys. Buoys. Boy, it's hard to do that. I'll check that, actually. I sound like I'm doing a Valley Girl accent. Boy. Buoy. Baba Bui. Hang on. No, that's, that's, no, no. Oh, is it pronounced boy? Oh, maybe I'm wrong then. But it's about time. I think I'm, mm. I make it sound different because, yeah, if it's pronounced boys, it's, yeah. it's not a boy. Uh, if you've grown up in the USA, you're wondering why we're discussing the words of this. Uh, boy is pronounced the rhyme with toy, while buoy is pronounced buoy. So they don't sound alike. Okay. Oh, buoy. Oh, okay. Buoy. How to say. <laughs> Right. Boy. Oh. Boy. Oh, it is boy. Okay, I stand corrected. Boy. It is boy, it's not buoy. Did you do that until you stop him? Yes. We'll just do that forever. Oh, my boy alarm's going off. <laughs> Jay Hunter wakes up. <laughs> Hello! My boy alarm's going off. My says, knocks must have done something. I love that he says hello, like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. He's got all the stuff in his face. Hello! Anywho, uh, Crash and Mosh... Wow. Calm down, Matthew. Crash and Molly Holly, uh, presented by Crunch and Munch, WF Shop Zone, and yes, Chef Boyardee. No, fuck you. Stuff it some more, motherfucker. Overstuff ravioli. (laughs) If Chef Boyardee was Crunch and Munch, I'd be taking it back. (laughs) <laughs> shouldn't crunch. Oh. Chef tea shouldn't crunch. Munch, crunch, free glass of every pasta. <laughs> Versus the SmackDown debut of Kind Ty's new gimmick, the overdub. Uh, look, if people aren't familiar with this, uh, both the attacker starts off and he he talks and his mouth moves, which is me doing the podcast. 
But then someone off camera is going, right, tonight, Crash and Molly Holly, we will get you tonight in the ring. Ha, 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 ha. And then Fanakis gets past the mic and just goes, mouths it. And then he just goes, indeed. Look, as someone who's watched a lot of horribly dubbed anime and live action films of the years, I like this. And I don't think it's racist in a bad way until Michael Cole says, wow, it's like a Bruce Lee movie. I might get in, dickhead. I think get in, guy who I studied it, wars and stuff. There's no difference between bloody China and Japan. It kind of starts racist because they go from Japan. Like, like they, they don't, go, oh, they say from they don't Japan? go from America for the other guys. From Japan. Like, that's a big, uh, yeah, big yeah. continent, big country to cover there. Um, Remember when uh, Gail Kim... Original thing yes. was from Korea. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which which one? That was a down um, place. Whose idea was the dub? And bonus points, who voiced the dub? Tiger Ali Singh. It wasn't Tiger Ali oh, Singh. I don't know them. Okay. Uh, it was the idea of Bruce Pritchard, who thought it'd be funny. The Indeed was voiced by Bruce Pritchard. The... Takamichinoku voiceover. Do you know who that was? Shane McMahon. Oh, okay. Shane McMahon and Bruce Pritchard did the the overdubs for, yeah. for Kai and Ty. They both thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think it's funny. I, again, your manage will vary, but people still remember Indeed. Mm. And it's Big Bruce doing that. Yeah, cool. Well, now, now I just like it. Now I don't feel implied. Now I don't feel encouraged to keep on putting it over. Now I know it's a Bruce P idea. But, um, yeah, I'm sure Vince loved it as well. I'm sure Vince thought it was good shit, pal. Again, it's alright because Kai and Tai aren't going to be winning tag titles anytime soon. Mm. They're not doing anything. But this is making them a bit memorable. It's going to place in the card where you go, oh, it's Kai and Tai. Yeah, it gives them. Or like low down, where you're like, oh, what is this? Mm. Like, I don't want to remember this. Funaki did a, had a couple of gimmicks in his years that made him pop out the page a little bit. And this is the first one. This was, this, mm. you know, this was indeed. Uh, we would then get SmackDown's number one announcer. Kung Fu Naki. And Kung Fu Naki. And, and he would argue, out of the two, probably Funaki, not as good a wrestler as Taka Michinoku in his heyday. Uh, no. But certainly more entertaining. <laughs> Sorry, Taka. But it's Why? More entertaining You'd than Taka. You'd put Funaki over Taka. At this point, yeah. Obviously, Taka would come into his own later in his years. and, and Oh, find my his, gosh. Find his... Shut up. <laughs> right? I'm putting my gatekeeping hat on. I think they're both good. I just found Funaki more Taka entertaining. Taka would come into his own. That's the type of thing if Jack said that on the podcast. It's like, delete your Twitter. You know delete what? your Twitter. This young lad, Takamichinoku, at this point, this this plucky young lad. This plucky youngster, Takamichinoku. I heard he had a couple of matches for that promotion in Japan. I don't know, the one in Japan. So so good they named it after him. So nice they named it twice. Yes, that's right. Taka Pro Wrestling, whatever it was called. I don't know. <laughs> I am, of course, being a silly boy, but I did enjoy Funaki's role in this. <laughs> yes. Phew. This, y- this young lad Taka, this though. I, lad, I think there's something here. Thank you for rolling with <laughs> Kai and Tai gets the cover clutch dropkick combo that I always enjoyed from them. Uh, commentators talk about anything else they can think of. <laughs> uh, Molly makes a save for Crash before Crash assists Molly into a crossbody on Funaki. Oh, thanks. Uh, before finishing with a missile dropkick from Molly and the not acid drop bulldog. No, it's a completely different maneuver. Why would you say otherwise? Off the ropes from Crash. Molly is our. She is. And I just quite like low key, no big deal, just an intergender match. Yeah. 
Like super, like there's no big, this wasn't like part of a story. This wasn't part of a long running angle with Molly Holly. It's just like, it was a tag team match. The Hollies are there. Kyan ties there. It's just, it's just a crash and Molly are a, are a tag team. Mm. Poet, did you know Great. that WCW did the overdub gimmick with La Parker a few months before this? Wasn't that, oh. I think when he went on Thunder, but he come out and because he just doesn't speak, he's got a mask on, obviously. Mm. Uh, he, like, there's a voiceover, like, I'm La Parker and my opponent stinks and I'm going to beat them and all this stuff. And he'd be coming out going, no, no, no. But, but. So one time he's got this sign that says, I'm not saying this. Oh, that's cute. I like that. But obviously he wasn't pretending like he's being overdubbed. But mm. I think if you know it, if you're not like, well, it's just racist, I guess. Cause, but I mean, they didn't imply like, you'd, again, and this is the least racist thing they did with Tucker, considering he's like, he came over and they're like, Bradshaw was like, oh, you little Japanese person, you don't drink. And I'm like, yes, that's right. Famously, the Japanese do not drink. They're not allowed to do drugs or the career's finished. So you better believe they do not drink. <laughs> and now these segments, and he's like, oh, I, I drive a car for the first time. I smoke a cigar. This is all crazy. Wow, American. It's like brought to you by the brains of people who grew up in the 40s. It really, really is. But this is like, you know... It does put me in mind you, the... Um, on the joke, it's all right. The La Parker thing, where he holds up the sign saying, I didn't say this. It has reminded me that when we talked about Gary and Mike earlier, there was one stop-motion adult animation that we were very remiss in talking about. Oh, an American one? Yes. Which is During this time? Robot Chicken. Oh, okay. Not during this time, but oh, yeah, like, yeah, it's like years, years to come. And I only think of that because I remember <clears throat> the Robot Chicken Star Wars episode where they had the they had they had like the storyline of the, one of the guys that that hustles Han Solo at the uh, at the cantina, and you get the story of him. You remember the scene from Star Wars where the the aliens talking to Han Solo and his mates going, "He says he don't like you." Yeah. I don't like you. We get the story of that alien and he's like a master architect and, and he's like beloved in his community. And he goes to the bar and he says, oh, hello, nice to see you to Han Solo. And his mate goes, he says he doesn't like you. And he's going, no, that's not what I said. It's nah. not what I said. Ends up losing his arms, losing his job yeah. with the architect. <laughs> it's true. It's I don't great. remember that bit, but I remember the one where it's like Boba Fett, but it's like the version of Boba Fett, like we all, the fans who like what read all the other extended universe stuff. So it's just like, oh yeah, let me just like, oh Boba Fett, I got my jetpack, gonna kill you all. Oh, she oh was dead. yeah, yeah, like a gobshite Boba Fett. He's the gobshite Boba Fett. Oh, I haven't thought about that in a while. There was the other, there was the other bit where it was um, Senator Palpatine getting the call from from Darth Vader that the oh, Death yeah, Star yeah. had blown up. What the hell's an aluminum falcon? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, he's crying. Yeah. Wait, where have you you been in that ship for like what weeks? <laughs> oh, you must stink. <laughs> I love you too. Yeah. Undertaker talks to Lillian, and his hair is the same color as. Oh no, I've put peanut butter here, but that's just changed the connotation of this process. Bro! Undertaker says, Pain is the name of the game. <laughs> All right, Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> Pain is the name of the game, and I want to play the game with you. And he goes, Waterloo. <laughs> Pain is the game, and I'll play it too. It's Moriarty. Uh, <laughs> Moriarty. <laughs> you Christian don't know what that means and are scared. Angle promises them that he'll watch and make sure that they'll win. Rumble replay. Yay, Rumble it's replay. Shawn Michaels superkicking Diesel to win the very underwhelming 1996 Rumble. Skip it. It's not one of the better Rumblers, is it? No. No. The 96 one? Yeah. Didn't, didn't Austin win the 96 one? No, 97. 
I seven's a good one. It is, yes, that's right. It is, yes, sorry. But like the night six one, it's only notable for the head shrinkers making their debut and getting mm. eliminated. Vader and Yoko going at it. Uh, Doug Gilbert showing up. Oh, and, and Dory Funk Jr. Yeah, that was it. Apart from that, though, there's nothing else. But it's just... Yeah. Oh, Steve Austin accidentally eliminated himself because the ropes are sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that underwhelming brings us to Raven versus Blackman. Woohoo. Raven gets a bin lid as a shield from Blackman's stick early on. And they go at it like knights. Nice strategy, Conan. Let's see if it works out for him. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Blackman twats his knee on a charge and Raven flies through the air like some sort of bird. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? But Raven lands the Russian leg sweep into the guardrail, ends up diving onto some fans. Uh, Blackman goes after some fans and it's not clear if he's helping them up or assaulting them. <laughs> and the commentator's like, what is, does he know that's not Raven? <laughs> that's not Raven. They're not, ra- not dressed very well. doesn't mean he's Raven. <laughs> that's not Raven. That's not Raven. Yeah. That's so Raven. Yeah. Oh... <laughs> Raven hits him with popcorn in the confusion. <laughs> so Blackman annihilates him with his sticks, but he still kicks out. Raven uses a fire extinguisher to put out the crowd, who have been silent for this. Uh, Blackman kind of lands a DDT off the sock, uh, second rope onto a stood-up bin, which doesn't look good as they thought it would to end it because it doesn't, like, crumble. It doesn't... It hits him and he's like, oh! And then Raven has to take a bomb. It kind of bounces. As, as it's bouncing around. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to like... You think it's scrunchy. Yeah. Like if you turn the other way up, it's just crunch it and take it like that. But it was just like, oh, the bin. <laughs> oh, not the uh, bin. This was uh, whatever. It was all right. It was just a bit of, bit of hardcore plundery nonsense. A bit of rubbish. I feel like they've, they've wound back on the battles through the venue. We saw one a few weeks ago, but overall they've wound back. Yeah, Raven on. versus Holly was great. Yeah, yeah, that was good. But then overall they've wound back on them and just made it just like hardcore matches in the center of the ring. Yeah. And that's fine. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Kurt sees Vince, who promises him it'll be a fair match tonight. And then Kurt tells them, and Ian's here like, what, what, what does that mean? Uh, interfere and help us, please. <laughs> Kurt's like, no, that wouldn't be fair, and walks away. And they're like, but. There's a, cru- well, uh, there's a crucial storyline McMahon bit here. Because when they cut back to Vince McMahon, bear in mind... His flies. No, 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 no. All, but he, he, pretty, he might as well have been because he was putting his wedding ring back on in this bit. Yeah. I didn't see that. Oh. Right at the start of the scene, when they cut to him, he's putting his wedding ring back on, which suggests to me that him and Trish were... Uh, uh, which is which is hilarious when you think about it because like it's not like Trish wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, they've seen Linda. I think more mentally. Oh, like, I didn't from, get like like oh well, I'm done with her, so but I put this back on. That's what I. I mean, yeah, I mean you could you could read into that like Vince is considering taking it off. I read it as him and Trish had a little dalliance backstage and during and and before it started, Vince took his wedding ring. Yeah. Off. Now he's done, he's taking it. He's probably back on again. I never thought of it like that. I guess that makes sense. Is, is mm. Trish like Mr. X from Resi? It's like coming towards Vince and then puts it back on. She's just going to run. <laughs> 180, goes back the other way. No, he's more like uh, Frodo Baggins. He puts it back on ah. and he vanishes. <laughs> Very nice. Billy Gunn with a legit pop from the fake crowd ometer. Uh, oh, don't wait. Don't wait. This never is mind. the match that. that Deborah wanted. Deborah could have had Austin Rock early. Deborah could have booked Austin Rock early. No, 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 no. Billy Gunn versus Stephen Richards. 
It was meant to be, some say it was meant to be Billy Gunn versus the Big Show. I don't get it. You do. Okay, thank you. But never mind that. You, you do get it. Say it again. So some people say it was meant to be Billy Gunn versus the Big Show. Oh, I okay. can't. Uh, oh, uh, speculation from Melzer says it's going to be Billy Gunn versus Mabel. Because <laughs> he was taken out of no mercy and replaced with Oh, okay, yeah. That was the joke. Yeah. It was the joke I did there. Of the chemistry we have. Best chem. But never mind that. You know what? I was distracted. It wasn't your fault, Tom. It's my fault. Mariotti. Lola says he knows what he wants from Christmas from you, Michael Cole. And that is Sex. a pair of lugs. <laughs> a flowy. He has <laughs> the lugs at ringside. The next best thing's a flowy lugs. He get me these, Cole, he says. Not a fruitcake like last year. <laughs> Cole's like, I made that myself. Fucking fruitcake. You're a fruitcake. <laughs> it's just such a weird, wanky comment. <laughs> How do you feel about lugs being on the announce table? Surely that's bad luck to have shoes on the table. <laughs> it's bad luck. <laughs> shoes upon the table. From Blood Brothers. You know the devil's got your number. <laughs> got your lugs on the table. <laughs> you get sued by Sable. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. Karen. What's lugs got, got to do? Got to do with it. <laughs> What's lugs but a second-hand Adidas? Oh. Boom shakalaka. From downtown, he's on fire. Firing today. Mariotti. <laughs> Billy takes on Stephen Richards. Cole says, quote, this will be slow and methodical from Billy. You said it, Cole. Hey, <laughs> bollocks. Billy's so full of anger that he yells at the ref, so Stephen hits him low. Ding. Crowd is not into this and keeps on looking for interference. Billy powers out of a camel clutch because he's the purest athlete in WWF, or whatever that means. Why doesn't he sprint or triple jump then, I've written here? <laughs> That's Peter and Ben. Oh, of course. <laughs> Twill to Will sets up the sleeper slam. So cold because the crowd is asleep. Oh. One, two, three. Cole says China would be proud of this match, implying China is injured somewhere watching the SmackDown like Dynamite Kid was watching WWE Worldwide. <laughs> It's like in a, in a shitty flat with the, with the sky card like, missing. <laughs> and a fat ashtray wearing his slip-ons. I love when I do Twitch streams, they bring it up. Like, Matthew, you're all right. If you've got the sky card in. <laughs> sky card in. I'm happy that's lasted. Uh, um, Billy Gunn wants on. to take out each member of RTC one by one. That's what Michael Cole oh, says. Where does he take them to? <laughs> take them to buy some lugs. Um, surely you'd end that with Stephen Richards. Surely you'd take out, like... God, good uh, father. He didn't do the pile driver. Oh, okay. So you're working up to Val Venus. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. I just Val Venus I, is the last boss. Right. Val Venus is final boss. Great. What, what a time to be alive. Exactly. Santa Lugs presents Peace, Joy, and Lugs. And also Foley getting fired on <laughs> That's Raw. That's it. Jesus, Lugs. I put Lugs, the Lugs boot of the week is someone losing their job yeah. before Christmas. Talk about getting the boot. Ah! <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Christ. We started charging for this podcast because yeah. you, you don't know if you deserve, you don't deserve this to be free. 
That's right, we hate you. Uh, <laughs> you do deserve lugs. it. Lugs. They're a big not kiss. for Christmas. Fuck you, Foley. <laughs> They're not for Foley. Well, I'll tell you who can't afford lugs this Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> He's on his way to the to the track to put a bet on Santa's little helper and hope yeah. for the best. <laughs> Dead man walking. <laughs> Bong. Now I know you'd be loving this Trish right here. <laughs> it's Undertaker and his new theme. The rock of his old theme. Ian C with their second entrance. And Kurt as guest ref. Yay. That's fair. Undertaker starts beating up everyone and eyeing up Kurt, who were misses. <laughs> anyway, Rock sells, which he only does when teaming with Undertaker or Austin. Edge gets the last ride, but Kurt is too busy getting Christian out the ring to notice. So Rock puts his hands on Kurt, so Angle shoves him. Rock's not selling for a ref, so he gives Kurt a rock bottom. Undertaker isn't happy because now no one can count the pin, so he argues with Rock like hardcore Holly level dum dum. <laughs> Christian gets thrashed around outside by Rock, so Undertaker chokeslams Edge in the ring, taking two finishes, well done Edge. Earl runs in to make the save, at the save, make the, the pinfall, I should say, at the last second, as Earl makes the count on Edge, but then Christian breaks it up. Christian gets a flapjack as the match resets, and Rock lays a smackdown on Edge, but Christian does the same distraction as last time, he's trying to get in the ring. So Rock lands the spine buster and sets up the people's elbow, but Kurt lands the Olympic slam on Rock and counts the pin to give the tag titles to Edge and Christian again. Wild hot match that gave you everything you wanted from a main event with the crowd alive like the sound of music. Undertaker looks disgusted with The Rock afterwards, like he just spotted a wrestler playing a Game Boy rather than beating up a jobber. <laughs> what did you think, Paul? I liked the part where... The Rock beat up Angle, and then Undertaker comes over and just chews out The Rock, quote, like an angry dad. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Was, you know what? Rock and Undertaker should not have had the tag titles that long because, um, well, they're not, tag, they're not a tag team. They should, no, they should have had them for a long time because they, they're not a tag oh, team. Oh, you mean a short, right? I am, I'm a boring fuck when it comes to this, but I genuinely believe that a, a solid tag team should always beat two singles wrestlers because they have tag team dynamics and edge and Christian, despite being seen as lower in the pecking order should always have a little something on at two singles guys, wherever they are in the hierarchy. And even though there were shenanigans involved here, it was nice to see edge and Christian pick up a pinfall over the rock and undertaker. Mm. Cause again, solid tag team should be tag team champions. And if two singles guys enter the division, then they need to be shown up for not being a tag yeah, team. If you have these mega tag teams, Mm. Foreman, uh, it only helps the tag team division in the long run if a proper tag team beats them. Yeah, exactly. Edge and Christian, even though there was shenanigans involved, Edge and Christian grew two sizes that day uh, by beating The Rock and The Undertaker. And again, uh, this is what they want to do. They want to establish Edge and Christian as part of this heel top force. So a little back and forth with Undertaker and The Rock kind of helps them out. So I'm, I've got no worries with it. Yeah. I think Michael Cole saying it was the biggest screw job in the history of SmackDown. Uh, that was that was <laughs> that was uh, biggest screw job of December of this year. That's laying the peanut butter on the toilet seat a little yeah. bit too thick. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, as you say, it was a hot match. John, hot can tag. you not Photoshop that? <laughs> John never photoshopped that. Attack the Undertaker in it. Attack the Undertaker without context. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a weird episode of SmackDown. What was something you remembered from this week, Tom? Uh, on, on this one, I remembered the... I remember Austin as referee. 
I remember oh, that being yeah. really cool. I, I remember just, I, it's funny watching it back because there was like the little things I didn't notice before, like with Austin, with Austin going, oh, hang on, as a near fall. Like I didn't clock that when I watched it first time around. That's just a fucking great line. Okay, yeah, a near fall. That's yeah. a disrespect. It's a near fall. And just the chemistry with Austin and Regal. Oh, it's yeah. just, just sensational. What did you forget? I forgot about so that. So what do you remember? Sorry, what I was going to say, uh, my, my, I'll skip ahead though, my mm. forgot was that. Oh, really? Tremendous. Excellent. I remember the Rock and Undertaker being tag champs. I went, what the hell? Like, and mm. it's going to just kick ass. Like, we are the tomb of the Rock and Undertaker. We are the Rock and Undertaker. Whatever. <laughs> like, like, no, that didn't happen. Um, excuse me. But I forgot about that. Oh, sorry. I remember that. I remember them winning the titles back. I'm thinking, wow, that was a crazy one week title reign. But, yeah, whatever. DNC. <laughs> it's our fifth title. It's our last title. Tag title reign, I think. No, no, I'm talking completely. No. Shut up, Matthew. Hell no. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Please disregard, I just said that. No, I will do. I've got about the entire next year. We yeah, have the go. whole of the year to go yet. They finally use a tag team, but we'll, you know, mm. lots of stuff happens. What was something you forgot? I forgot how xenophobic the oh. commentators were towards oh. lowdown. <clears throat> like that, I forgot. Like how even Michael Cole, who was trying to be diplomatic, was f- grim. <laughs> even he was grim in doing yeah. that. Yeah, no, no one look. I, I still look at that going, why, why am I? Yeah. It's the gimmick. Ha ha. Now you lads from Denver, wherever you're from, have mm. to dress up like Indians. And it's, but it's not like they look like cool Indians. Yeah. It's like, ha, 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 your headdress is too big and you can't see. I'm like, <laughs> right. Is, oh, this is just racism, right? That, that's the idea, racism. Okay, cool. So we're doing racism. And Tiger, Gosh, just to remind everyone, Tiger Ali Singh sued for racial discrimination with WF. Mm. <laughs> just saying. That says a lot. Uh, if they hanged him, they would have hanged an innocent man, <laughs> as he used to say. Or was something, I've already said that question to myself. Yes, you have indeed. So you forgot. The amazing the... referee, not want to spill his drink. That was it. You forgot. And the, his comedy jump. Just one great. Down. Austin's a treat at this point. He just is. I was worried. He's like, back to being funny again. Yeah. Because before I was just like, stunner, stunner, stunner. I was like, don't stunner people we like, you idiot. And <laughs> I was like, aha. He's found his groove. Regal, having a good time. Yes, there we go. The devil found his groove again, yeah. which is nice. So that's SmackDown for this week. Um, next Math, week. Math, oh, next week. What's happening next week? It is the last episode of Ever. the year of our Lord. Sure, year of our Lord 2000. Wow. We've done a whole year. Is that weird? Yeah, that's the first full year we've done. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, 
Is it a proper episode next week? I assume it is. It's not like a best. I haven't checked out, actually. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll not, there'll, be, there'll be something on this podcast. Uh, when we come oh, watch. We're not just a check. It's actually a best of. Oh, we'll figure I think they did out. do that. Like we'll probably watch the best. We'll probably watch the best of. Um, yeah, but we'll be back that here sucks. next week. Uh, Matthew has uploaded a brand new video to Botchmania, which is all about men on a mission. <laughs> yes, by the time this comes out, it'll be a per... maybe it will be. I've got to go home and actually upload it. Just make some last minute checks, like volumizing it. Oh, I probably checked it all apart from one bit. It's just like really anyway. But yeah, the point is, I started to do a video, a deep dive. Well, as deep dives I can get to prepare me for all those other videos I had like written down a note you should do this video I've actually told myself no you'll need to if you know to have the time to do this thing you need to stop doing these other things mm. so uh, yeah finally did it I felt hey. very very positive I was able to do it excellent excellent yeah. well, men on a mission and that one tag title reign they had but didn't have or did did they, they? or didn't they Oh, did they? Anyway, et cetera. So I'm looking forward to that coming out and people going, wow, this is really good. Or Matthew, don't do this ever again. <laughs> Whichever happens, I'm still doing more. So ha, 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 ha. But what about yourself, Tom? Uh, on the podcast feed uh, throughout the week, we've been chatting to uh, stars, cast and crew from Heels on yeah. Stars. So we had a wonderful chat with Chris Bauer, uh, who is Andy from True Blood, Frank from The Wire, and uh, Wild so cool. Bill Hancock. From here. Frank Sabaka, you got to talk to. Yeah, I chat with Frank. As a big fan of The Wire, that's so cool to me. He he uh, he books in our interview. He books uh, a triangle ladder match between Frank, Andy, and Wild Bill Hancock. It's great. It's beautifully done. awesome. It's the best answer to any question I've ever had. And it's from Chris Bauer. It's on the podcast feed right now. Uh, have a chat. Used with... to build shit in this city. There you go. We have a chat with Luke Hawks, who was uh, who played the rest of the whole. And he was the wrestling coordinator on Heels as well. We have a chat with Jay Spade, who was a stunt double on Heels too. Wait, what is the, sorry, I laughed there, but not to be rude. What was it? The Hole. The Hole. He plays a character called The Hole. Like Hole, H-O-L-E. He, he look, yeah, he looks oh. like Carrion Cross. Like the Carrion Cross attire is is The Hole. Oh, okay. look, it's amazing. But Luke Hawks is, is, is a proper force of nature in wrestling. He's a force for good. And he was a wrestling coordinator on that, so we chat all about that. Alter boy Luke. Good God. I know, right? It's alter boy all Luke. All the people I grew up watching, you're talking do it's so weird it's ridiculous and then next week we're chatting to michael roll what michael waldron who is the writer and the producer of the Lovely. show as well so lots of heels based content uh we just had a really busy week for interviews on the podcast feed i uh, spoke to ethan page on wednesday so a little yeah like, by oh. the time you hear this he will have headlined uh, a very very important landmark episode of rampage uh, and we have we have a chat about matches he'd watch on a desert island calling out a power ranger and a bunch of other stuff he's one of the best self-publicists in all of wrestling he is very very good he's very 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 good like in terms of like wrestling it's wrestling secondary to the fact that like how well he is at shilling himself and keeping himself relevant and doing stuff like podcasts with yourself so mm. well done there Ethan so he's yeah he's a good egg so we like him so that's all on the podcast feed just loads of stuff on there just just fill your boots over the week hard working Tom wild busy week for the podcast feed and yeah. uh, let's bring on another week next week but enjoy the weekend what is left of it wherever you're listening yeah. he is at Matthew Greg on Twitter I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter <laughs> we are at Cultaholic on Twitter don't forget to join us it's Moriarty Love you. <laughs> Love you, bye. Racism. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown.
for all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes. Search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.